Hi, this is Rebecca, and you are listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666-mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Son of a bitch. Uh, fuck yeah, motherfuckers. What's up? Another crazy <laughs> year. Murder Metal Mayhem going down tonight at Horns High Studios. Last one of 2021. That's right, man. That's right. Episode 163, the final one of the oh, year. So yeah. we got a good one in store. I am surrounded yes. by plaid, strange looking old men glaring at me in a weird sort of way you know so uh, we got ed gein up tonight it's gonna be crazy hell yeah stoked on that so chris joey you guys are here with me uh how was christmas uh chris i know uh just a day just a day because you guys celebrate it different yeah we do it different yeah yeah that's cool it was fun i had had a good good time went and hung out at a buddy's house and shit they were doing like a friend's miss or whatever the fuck you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, I went to one at Pete's one year like yeah. that. That's cool. That's awesome. Joey, how was family time? Cool. Good? Yeah, mine was fast. I, since I work in retail, I fucking right. closed on Christmas Eve. Right. And then went to my family's, hung out there for a while that day, kicked it with a couple of my friends back home, and then uh, had to be back six in the morning today after Oof. at work. But yeah. it was all right. Those are still good and went good. quick. And, me, me, me and Corny and my daughter Lily fucking came in and saw him on Christmas Eve at work. They did. That's Hell right. Yeah, you guys brought him a little gift. Hell yeah, a little shark head that we got saw at the pet store. Is like that's yeah. got to go to cash, but he works like two stores down from the pet store. It's oh, like, perfect. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. That's awesome. a good idea. Did anybody get anything cool like uh, serial killer craziness or anything no. like that? I got some cool shit, but I'll tell you the coolest thing that I got. Yeah. <clears throat> my buddy Testes, who's infamous for giving me the coolest shit. Like, always gives him yeah, awesome like, shit. He's dude. my friend that I like always fucking trade presents with still. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. But he always gets me some cool shit. And fucking, uh, he got me a fucking autograph picture from Mark Price, who was the rag man in Trick or Treat. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude. You know what I'm saying? The metal kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then fucking, so he got that and he signed it Rag Man and then his fucking name oh, on nice. it and shit. But let's picture him with the fucking horns and shit. So, yeah, that was my, uh, that was probably my favorite gift. This That's year. fucking badass. Dude, Testy's always be giving you some badass. That's cool, yeah. though. They got some good stuff. I got some, uh, books from my wife on the church of the flying spaghetti monster <laughs> yeah i saw that we That's were awesome. talking about this uh just a little preview maybe thinking about doing an episode on that for the first yeah. week of april little april foolery that's fun though uh, church of the flying spaghetti monster i got the old testament the new testament yeah and uh the stories of the flying spaghetti monster and i got a, a refrigerator magnet with him on it and it says he boiled for your sins <laughs> so Fucking positive good Mario. stuff so, <laughs> so yeah we'll have to wear colanders when we do that Hell and have yeah. a little fun right. doing yeah. some church of the flying spaghetti monsters so that'll be coming up next year uh so yeah my christmas was cool went to jenny's parents and nice traditional we went to my meal. fucking christmas eve we went to my mom's side of the family shit and 
that was that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah, lots of booze. Nice. <laughs> my parents, uh, my sister came up to see my parents for Christmas and Christmas Eve, but the Italian tradition of the uh, Feast of the Seven Fishes on Christmas Eve, I asked my mom, I said, so Dina was there, so I know you guys did the Feast of the Seven Fishes. How was it? She said, well, I, I forgot to take the calamari out, so it was only six. So Feast of the Six Fishes. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's amazing. My sister did it one year. I went to see her in Vermont. And there's certain dishes that are traditional for that. Right. Like shrimp, uh, cod, like all these different fishes. It prepared all different ways. It's really good. And that's what's awesome about going to my mom's side. It's just straight up real ass Mexican food. And all oh, it, nice. Yeah, like, that's good stuff, man. It's Mexican awesome. can't live. The Italian and Mexican food, I could sustain existence <laughs> just on those two things. Right. You know? <laughs> So, yeah, so it was good, but Jenny's mom, great cook, we did the traditional, you know, to, uh, Christmas meal, nice and quiet there in the big city of Preemption, uh, which uh, nice. sounds like a, a town in a Stephen King story right. that's like religious <laughs> nuts, you know, yeah. that's what it ma- makes me think of when I hear Preemption. All right, uh, what about the shirts we're wearing tonight, Chris? You got uh, the hoodie on? Yeah, I got the Murder, Murder Machine. Machine clothing hoodie, but underneath it I got the... Uh, Mangler wear shirt, fucking yeah. rocking the Mangler wear, dude. It's a badass shirt. It's like the, nice. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Very cool, Joey. What about you? Got the uh, Asphyxiator Ed Gein shirt on. Nice. I was gonna wear the Macab one, but I was like, ah, that's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I do like the shirt better, I was like, but I'm so, I, but you know, the Asphyxiator's cool. I love the hat though. Yeah. That was a nice touch. Oh the plaid yeah. hat, like Gein wore. Yeah, the so. Gein hat. I don't know where I found this one. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm buying that. Hell yeah, yeah. No, that's perfect. And then, of course, I had to bust out my oh, yeah. my new one that I got at the Dark History Convention. That's my Ed badass. Gein shirt. All in like a blue, Blues, it's really yeah. cool, and says Plainfield Cemetery. Gene's above face it. with the same hat Joey has on. That's yeah. right. So, and then I got you know some books here, some Gene books. Yep. I know you brought some stuff, Joey. I got I didn't the. Bring his, I, I brought some Gene dirt. Oh, you got your Gene dirt. Awesome. Yeah, that was the only thing I brought because I was kind of in a hurry, just trying to fucking yeah grab stuff. But I no, did that's bring that. great. Yeah, we'll talk about that for yes. sure, and then. Chris, I know you were talking about on Audible, they had the Harold Schechter yeah, Deviant, Deviant book, yeah, which listened, is awesome. the whole thing. So really good, yeah. yeah. And then the Borowski, John Borowski's Ed Gein file with the notes from the psychiatrist that uh, he met with. Pretty crazy stuff in there. And then another one I got, I haven't read the other one. It's just called Edward Gein by Judge Robert Gallmer. So got a lot of good sources for tonight, man. It's just... This is a huge story for true crime nuts. So I saw somebody posted on our Facebook page like, man, I've been waiting since you guys started yeah. to do this one. Yeah. So very Definitely. cool. Now, last week was a good one. We did the pre-sex abuse scandal in Baltimore that was featured on the docuseries The Keepers. And Hell we had yeah. our listener uh, from the 419. Stephanie was in here with Fucking us. Right. Hell yeah. Was that was fun. awesome. And a tie to Toledo, which was funny with that story. So it was <laughs> yeah. great. Um, we also had a piece of the interview I did with Teresa Lancaster, one of the victims of uh, Father Meskel and that whole story. But uh, a very sad one, but, you know, it was good. And Christmas, what better thing to talk about at Christmas time <laughs> yeah. than 
Nice priest abuse it scandal. Perfect. You know? It's good times. Exactly. <laughs> now, Chris, you had the horns uh, and did the feature. Waste. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Love those guys. Party metal. Hell yeah. <laughs> Municipal Waste. And uh, that was good. Municipal Waste is going to fuck you up. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, and, of course, the usual stuff, Killer Cage Match, Mayhem Stories, Karaoke, and more. So if you missed it. Episode 162, go on and give it a listen. When I looked at it earlier, we were around 800 for that. So thank you to everybody that checked it out. We appreciate it. So as we mentioned, tonight we're going to be doing the the, the story of, of every true Ed, crime nuts. Probably <laughs> introduction to this is Ed Gein. Probably, yeah. yeah dude. You know like, what he's I mean? the original, dude. It's the OG of serial killing craziness. He wasn't a serial killer, but... Just the craziness of it all. The shoebox of vaginas. I mean, what better thing to talk about as we close out the year than a shoebox of vaginas, Chris? I mean, Gotta you know, have a shoebox of vaginas. Every, so, I got four of them, dude. <laughs> so everyone in the true crime knows this one. Slayer's done songs. Of course, Macabre. There's been a bunch of them written about Ed Gein. So metalheads know the name. Um, and then we've got our listener, Rebecca Boomsock from Wisconsin Rapids. She's going to talk about Ed Gein because, Chris, her uncle was there yeah, at that's the farmhouse crazy, that night they fucking arrested him. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think it's a great uncle, but still, uh, she Either lives way, about but... 13 or 14 miles from Plainfield. So yeah. she's very close in proximity right so the story like it's legend everywhere let alone where it happened exactly so, so it's going to be great and she's even got a tie to jeffrey dahmer which i'm sure will come out as we talk to her so that's going to be a good one we love getting the listeners co-hosting with us and getting in on it like Fuck stephanie it. last week and justin and you know the different people with Vince, yeah. uh, the Vince Lee episode with Shane. That was good. Yeah. It's just awesome to get the listeners involved. So Rebecca's next up. Um, so it's going to be a good one, and that'll be, of course, in our murder segment. And for the metal segment tonight, we're going to be doing Chris top five. Yeah, we do five albums of the year that we like and shit. Yeah, each of us will have five. I'm sure there'll be a few honorable <laughs> mentions. Catchers <laughs> are cheap. Five ain't nothing, son. Yeah, I no, know. There's be been fun. some really good ones, you yeah. know, so it's going to be fun. Um, and I'm anxious to see what you guys have in your top five. And I always love this time of year for those uh, those posts with best albums of the year because I go on there and see, is there anything on here I haven't heard before? Right. Yeah. That's how Got I found to, out yeah. about Skeleton Pit. I was like, that's a cool name. What are those guys about? I'm like, holy shit, these guys are great. So that'll be uh, that'll be cool to do. And maybe we'll have some listeners that will hear something that they're not familiar with. Be Fucking like, oh, right. yeah. Like some Pyrexia, which I know is yeah. on Joey's list. Oh, so. dude. <laughs> Brutal. Wow. Uh, Killer Cage Match tonight is going to be a special one because we were saying, Chris, Rebecca always... Always has that number in there, Always dude. contributes First one every time. Random. Like waiting for it. Hell yeah, dude. Love yeah, it. Yeah, Rebecca's all over it. So we wanted to say thank you to her support. And we got her co-hosting with us. And we said, we got to have Rebecca on the show. And we have to put her in the Killer Cage, you know. We got to get her to fight someone. And so they're going to be a, there's going to be a special match tonight. I've come up with 10 killers, 10 objects, female killers. 10 variables. Yeah, they're all female serial killers or killers. 
Um, so Rebecca will pick a random number to see who she fights. Uh, Joey will pick two numbers to see what the objects are. Hell yeah. And then Chris will pick the number for the variable, and oh. then it's on. So it's yeah, going to be great. Yeah, this is going to be like totally... And you guys have spot. no idea, because I came up with them yeah, and no didn't clue. share with you. So it makes it no more clue. fun. <laughs> makes it more fun. And as I mentioned, Chris, your brother Michael is is in the variables, but you know I'm sure he's probably listening and going, "Oh fuck, you God know, damn it, no what's way. Pete gonna do?" You know, have him like oh, lip you know locking with David Draymond or something. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That'd be the first thought he'd think. Like, this motherfucker. <laughs> and we've had a sponsor all month uh, for December. Winters Gore, Kelsey Winters, been Always really cool. Always got that badass shit. Yeah, she's been posting some great stuff. She's got a YouTube channel now, uh, Winter's Gore Family. Go to uh, her uh, page or her uh, channel and and subscribe to it because if you sub- gets enough subscriptions uh, to it, her husband's got to shave his eyebrows off. Oh, dude, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, she was like <laughs> 19 away. So everybody listening, go to YouTube, Winter's Gore Family, and subscribe to it. And let's see if her husband's going to shave his oh, eyebrows to, off. Yeah, they yeah. do some cool stuff. So <laughs> That's hilarious. It's her, her husband, and her son. And they do like the hot sauce and different challenges and yeah, stuff. I'm it's just a lot of fun. Out. Fuck yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, also, wintersgore.com if you want some cool masks, uh, the cool keychains, the finger keychains. Yeah, the fishing lures. The fishing the lures. Goddamn teddy bears, bro. Teddy bears. Fucking, she's got them all masks. So wintersgore.com. Thanks to everybody. We've had a hell of a year here at Murder Metal Mayhem. We keep seeing the numbers. We were at about 2,600 this last week, so we bumped up a couple hundred, so thank you. And we're closing in on the end of the year. We have a winner for the contest where we recently had on Facebook to have somebody guess, guess the what, total Joey's, listens. Oh, that one. I thought you were talking about Joey's fucking. Oh, yeah, we got a, <laughs> we got one on that, but we'll reveal that next week. Yeah. Hell yeah. But this week, we've got a winner for that contest, and we'll do that in the Mayhem segment. We were supposed to call him from the studio, but he works on phone or power lines out yeah. in Washington State, and they got blasted, and he's been with weather, so he's been working overtime and he said he wouldn't be available doing real man work shit for sure so thanks to him we'll talk about that in the mayhem segment well chris joey we have got a hell of a lot on our plate tonight we're going to be taking a trip north Uh, to wisconsin uh or as some people say wisconsin wisconsin and uh if we could keep grandma from getting pulled out of the grave though we got to watch that (laughs) yeah and we're going to call rebecca and get her on for the murder segment so chris fuck yeah let's get our fucking red gein style murder on wearing skin masks and titties Son of a bitch, man. Exodus. New Exodus. The song Remph, which as soon as I saw the title of that song when they they mentioned the the album was coming out, 
And I saw that, and I'm like, God damn, I know what that's that means. That's rear echelon, motherfucker, which was a big thing when I was in the Army, talking about somebody who's like in the back or in the rear while everybody else is up fighting and doing the dirty right, shit. Right, okay. You're hanging out back at the office, basically. And so when somebody was called a remp, that was not a pleasantry. No, that wasn't that was nice. A, was like, you're dissing them big yeah, time. Right so on. anyway, yeah, so the, the, the song comes out, and of course... I saw the lyrics and I'm like, hell yeah, that's hell what yeah. it means. So that's really cool. And we have got Rebecca Boomsock on here with us. She's up there okay, in the friggin' do. frigid north of Wisconsin, like a dozen miles from Plainfield. So this is awesome. And she's a listener and a big supporter since we started. And so, Rebecca, how the fuck are you doing up there? I'm doing it's been It's been a pretty busy and... And uh, tumultuous December, but uh, right. other than that, it's 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 been a wild ride. <laughs> yeah, and the snow is flying up there. Snow so like right it's now, warm yeah. enough here where it rained, but you guys got the snow. So here we yep. go. Winter has begun. So, Winter is here until <laughs> May. Right, <laughs> exactly. So we're doing our feature tonight on Ed Gein, the icon of true crime, Mr. Deadskin Mask himself, gruesomeness beyond compare, you know, digging up dead women from the local cemetery there it's in Plainfield, shit. brutal. Yeah, good times, holiday type. We got to go see what's discussion. in the Wiggers headstone, bro. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> in the 1950s, and then he's taking them home and doing various arts and crafts with the skin. Very, <laughs> very uh, interesting stuff. Lampshades, mugs, masks. Joey, you're going to run down the list later. I can't yeah. wait for oh, your yeah. rendition of that. <laughs> brutal stuff. And we, when we did the Ilsa Coke episode uh, here a few weeks back, we were saying how he had to definitely be influenced but by he, her. He, I think he was, dude. Like he was. Real. Harold yeah, Schechter he, said it. He read fucking like all the stories he was, about her. And he shit. was obsessed yeah. with yeah. that whole Nazi stuff, but especially Ilsa Koch and all the furniture and the yep. skin shit she did. So I was definitely vindicated when I heard Harold Schechter on a doc I watched say that exact thing. So he was really into that stuff. Um, and of course, she's known as the bitch of Buchenwald, taking the fucking bitch tattooed skin of the prisoners there and making stuff out of it. Pretty crazy shit. And of course, Tony Campagna, Chris makes stuff that kind of looks like a Dean's fucking work. We yeah. got yeah, some of it right exactly. here. So, so uh, he shocked the world though with the nature of his, you know, what he did. He murdered two women that we know of. Um, and he had one strung up in the house when the cops showed up. Which is be fucked up. Really fucked up. The fire chief's mom at that. Um, and his story inspired many fictional characters like Norman Bates in Psycho, Buffalo Bill in Science of the Lambs. And there's even a current Leather one. Face, fucking Texas Chainsaw That's Massacre. right. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But there's also a more modern one I found out about today that I've added to the notes that's not in your guys' stuff, but a little mention of an actual case that was inspired by Gein right. uh, in Poland. Uh, mm -hmm. Pretty interesting stuff. Now, Rebecca, we know our listeners are going to be familiar with this topic, but I'm hoping that your perspective with your uncle uh, and the ties you have to this case being so close to it is going to give our listeners something different that they're going to hear. Oh, totally. 
Yeah, I mean, like you were saying uh, when before we started recording, that up there, this is a very taboo subject. It's like you don't, yes. it's the third rail in a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, no, nobody, nobody wants to talk about it. And, and anybody that's even curious about it that'll ask the wrong, you know, right wrong person that's been there they, it's it's you just don't talk about it yeah and Sorry. like yeah and then like in this story you know we're gonna get to that but joey they were so adamant about not wanting this to be an attraction they literally burned the fucking house down yeah, dude, and it was a real. oops i don't know how that happened kind of thing and the pol- the fire chief's mom is the one that was strung up in the fucking house so don't no, tell me that yeah. that wasn't on, fucking man. intentional, but we're no. going to get to it. But that's yeah, how was, adamant they were about it, is they literally just said, fuck this and burn it down. Fuck. Yeah, pretty much. It, it started, and we don't know who started it, but when they found out, they were just like, let it burn. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Much. So, Chris, when did you first hear about uh, Ed Gein? Uh, probably... Slayer Dead Skin Mask. Okay. Probably Dead Skin Mask. When I okay. heard that song, I was like, wait, what the fuck is this? And then back then, still, it was hard to find shit. But right. Like, Before the, the internet was yeah. a thing, you know, it was harder to but find Probably stuff. Slayer's Dead Skin Mask. That's cool. Now, Joey, if there ever was a story yeah. to inspire some metal bands, oh, Ed yeah. Gein's is it. What are uh, some of the songs from the bands that you wanted to mention? I mean, we know we just said Slayer. Dead Skin Mask. Yeah, I got a little list of them. Of course, Slayer's on there. Um, also, uh, I Goremonger, me. I'll just plug myself. Fuck yeah, you but, should. Uh, I, I had a song called Ed Always Kept a Cunt about Ed Gein. <laughs> um, our buddy, Necro Cannibal Ass Grinder, Gummo, nice. Gummo. He, he, he had hit me up. He was like, hey, man, I saw y'all doing Ed Gein. You know I got a song about Gein. I was like... He was like, if you need bumper music, I was like, bro, we're doing it for the year end. I was like, otherwise, I was like, well, I'll get you a song on the bumper. Of course. Sometime. No problem. Of course, I, I was yeah. like, but this one, we got it. Anytime. So anyway, so I'll, you know, I'll mention Necro Cannibal Ass Grinder has a song called Dead Bitch Vagina Collection uh, <laughs> in Gein We Trust. And that's, you know, Necro Cannibal. Um, in Gein We Trust. On a, on a larger scale, Mudvayne had a song called Nothing, Nothing to, gain to Gain on LD50. Yep. Um, Cannibal Corpse, of course, Addicted to Vaginal skin right uh you have fucking church of misery has got a song called Plainfield. of course they're fucking doom metal Love those guys known right? for their fucking killing Everything's shit about killing uh shit. pete already said macabre i mean they did a song called the gains on their minstrels album it's just fucking amazing and then the last one i'm going to bring up is blind melon actually had a song called skinned about oh Ed wow Gein, so blind melon, interesting. Really. i didn't yeah. even know yeah, that, that, really. that. Yeah. yeah that's interesting now, for me, when I first heard about this was back in my first band in Connecticut, and I was going through a, uh, some advertisement stuff from the label that we were supposed to pass out at a show, and they listed all the bands on the label, and one of the bands was Ed Gein's Car. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I didn't even know who Ed Gein was, right, you know? Right. So I'm like, that's kind of a dumb name, like whatever. Which comes into the story later on. It does, it does. <laughs> so, you know, this is like the mid-80s, okay? So I'm old. So Ed Gein's car is actually a hardcore band from New York, and I saw them, you know, listed, but I just had no idea. And, uh, you know, back then it was, you know, harder to find stuff right, like, like this. I just said, yeah. And especially when I wasn't from the area, you know, it was East Coast. So 
So anyway, you know, it would be later on that I'd found this out. And then once I realized who Ed Gein was, I was like, okay, well, that's kind of cool. But like, <laughs> what's the deal with the car, you know? Oh, yeah. And then when I actually like watched a documentary and like learned about the car significance, right. oh, yeah, I'm like, we'll talk about that shit. Now that's a really cool name. So it, <laughs> it turned into a cool thing that to me started out really dumb because I didn't get what that meant. Right. You know? So very, very cool. All right. So we're talking Edward Theodore Gein, born 1906 in La Crosse County, Wisconsin. Um, he was the second of two sons born to George and Augusta Gein. His older brother was Henry, and of course, he's part of the story too, of course. Um, and the relationship he had, though, with his mom is the stuff of legend with the whole obsession. And that's where Robert Block, the author, got the idea for Norman Bates. He was reading the paper. He was living in Wisconsin I'm gonna at the time. I'm going to write a story about this shit. He was thinking about his next book, and he saw this story about Ed Gein and the whole mom thing, and that's where he came up with Psycho. And, of course, Hitchcock made it famous, but Robert Block was the author. I love his short stories. Um, but anyway, and Psycho is a great book. Um, Augusta had lots of issues with her alcoholic husband, who probably drank to fucking deal with her. Yeah, Because she was fucking out there, man. Very, very crazy with the religious shit. And he had trouble keeping a job. She was constantly going on about how evil women were and that her sons needed to stay away from them and all this crazy stuff. And Rebecca, I saw that Gein owned the, gro the dad owned a grocery store at one point and then sold it to buy the farm. Um, that sounds like, you know, going from, you know, wherever he lived first, I can't remember the town it was, they moved to Plainfield. But you're talking about a very, very small town, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's welcome to no, not leaving Blankfield. You know, if you blink, you'll miss it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, back in uh, the population in 1954 was 680 people. Okay. Yeah, that's the, small as fuck. Yeah. And, and the population in 2019 was 836 and it's estimated this year to be 803 so well, it hasn't grown a whole lot at all no yeah, well, no we no we got a we got a new ace Ace true value. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. And, and a Dollar General now. You know Fuck that. Yeah. Coming up You're on the, the map with the that Dollar means, General. You guys will probably have a Casey soon. Yeah, you probably yeah, do you have Casey's up there in Wisconsin? The, no. The oh, they haven't invaded Convenience there stores, yeah. <laughs> Down here, like, you can't swing a cat and not hit a fucking Casey's. Yeah, you know? or a Dollar General, like, one of the yeah, two. Yeah, or Dollar General <laughs> or both. So, uh, so, yeah, we're talking about a really small town. Now, Chris... Augusta took advantage, though, of this isolation of people not being around to influence her sons. I mean, they weren't allowed to do shit. Uh, no, they got to fucking sit around when it was when they couldn't work outside. They got to sit around and listen to Bible stories all day long. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, hey, I'm going to listen to mom read the Bible. You coming with? Fuck that, dude. Going outside, no time for any McCormick's up. or anything. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, fuck, not at all. But yeah, she fucking straight up just didn't associate with anyone. Like you said, the kids right. go to school, whatever. But she just not associate with any of the townspeople. All the females in Plains, Plainfield, or Wisconsin. Right, it's the most 
evil city in the world. To her. <laughs> like, like Sodom for, and Gomorrah, dude, basically. Yeah, like straight up Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. yeah, she's just out there. And as I said, I mean, she is a real fucking treat. Harold Schechter, the author, we've talked to him before. He wrote the book Deviant, and he talks about that uh, that's what it was, lacrosse was where the grocery store was, and that she believed it to be like a Sodom and Gomorrah. That's why she wanted to go to the small town. They were actually six miles out of town, so they not only Which was were a in long a, time then, or yeah, a long ways then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little town, but now you're six miles out in the country, so you are literally out there on your own. That's uh, really not that far, and that uncommon back in that day. Okay, all right. My my dad walked to a one room schoolhouse from where he lived. Nice. Oh, damn. That, Old yeah, school. he was one of the last people to do a one room schoolhouse until I think eighth grade. Wow. Fifth grade or something, yeah. So that's it's crazy. it's that's really not that uncommon. Okay. Back in back in the rural, you know, Wisconsin where we're at, that's that was pretty common. Gotcha, gotcha. But you know, they're very isolated and she's obsessed with religion. She's warning her sons about the evil world out there. She warns them, you know, about drinking, of course, because they see what her father is and she's I'm sure fucking right. berating him fucking... about that. She talks about how every woman is evil, Chris, other than her, though. So she somehow rises above it. Girls Um, is the devil. Girls is that. Yeah, think of like the mom and and Carrie, you know, she was a religious nut. So I think a lot of those types of characters we see in horror movies, I would doubt stem from Augusta Gein and that whole dominant mom obsessed with religion, thinks everything is evil and stuff like that. She read the Bible, like Chris said, all the fire and brimstone stuff, the book of revelations, that kind of shit. Now, Joey, we've covered plenty of killers here that were raised by mothers like this, but this is definitely going to have an impact on anybody, right? Oh yeah. Big time. And then like, he's just, you know, I don't know if they made as big a fucking deal about it back then because they didn't understand, like, the connection to him with those pulp magazines with all the Nazi shit and fucking, you know, the Ilse coat. Like, I think that was a larger part than really the mom was, but the media and everything took off with the mom portion of it, which it was there. Right. But I don't know if that was seriously as big a reason for the deviancy that he fucking exhibited. Um, it, you know, we talked about fucking a lot of these that we talk about that have to do with the religion are the fucking the cult leaders too, you know. So right, he's lucky he was a fucking outsider and didn't fucking talk to anybody because he could have became fucking a crazy cult. That's leader true. That yeah, kind of that's teacher. true. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Uh, he's very shy and backward with others. He drops out of school at the age of twelve to work on the family farm, which I'm sure was very common at that time. Um, he's still very isolated, though. He seemed less, uh, the brother, Henry, seemed less under the mom's thumb than, than Ed was. Um, he even said negative things about her to Ed, which upset him. Yeah. And some think that that may be the cause of what's going to happen here as the story unfolds. Um, people who knew Ed, though, said he was a very simple guy, mentally slow, but a very hard worker. Uh, considered pretty much harmless. Um, you know, he babysat kids. I mean, he was doing things that people trusted him to do. Uh, worked a lot of odd jobs for people, ate at you know, various people's homes. So they trusted him. 
Uh, they did say, though, that he would laugh at strange things sometimes and say things and then have an odd look in his face. And then when that, he had that weird quirky stare. smile on his face. Yeah. yeah, that. Yeah, the stare. The that one picture I posted on Facebook, he's got that weird smirk going Dude. on. It's pretty creepy. I'd never seen that picture in a recent time, and I saw that, and I'm like, that's the one I want to use because it was yeah, so creepy. creepy. Now, of course, once you know that he's been doing all this stuff, you know, you could see people saying stuff like that after the fact, like, oh, you know, I should have known, that sort of thing. People hate to admit when they're wrong about someone, and when you trust somebody like this, Especially what he did. I mean, this is like off the charts, fucking crazy time. Um, it's amazing, though, that he did pretty well in school, especially reading. That was his thing. Um, but not with socialization. He was very backward again because his mom, his mom and, was on him, dude. Yeah. And he was so isolated. So now, Rebecca, it's no surprise that Ed Gein's mother fucked him up. I wonder how normal he might have been under different circumstances. Um, considering the times, I mean, religion back then, you know, was pretty much the core of everything in small towns, you know, right. uh, church on Sundays, church gatherings, you know, that type of thing. Right. But she definitely did have a hold over him. And I think a part of it was just due to his, his IQ. Right. Um, but it's i mean i think she just she was just warped i mean right she i i personally think she's probably made him do what he did just through the the trauma and the comment you know the constant negativity right towards everything right i mean it just she made it isolating for them Right. when I mean, it was already isolated but you do had you know you did have get-togethers and stuff well, like sure. that sure yeah if you're but, involved in your church you're pretty social you know i right. mean even, you know and even if you know somebody was putting up a barn or somebody was doing this you right. know they get the you know hey you know what's it you know it's hay time and then we get you know if you help me i'll help you you know right and all this kind of stuff so it wasn't like you know he was locked in a room or anything right but uh it was no his she, mom she, but yeah, but yeah, always with mom. And I think that kind of mentally broke him at some, you know, mentally broke him more at some point in time. Right. Because he, he was, was just yeah. totally brainwashed by her. He was. That's a good word to use. Oh, yeah. Now he's 34 years old. His father dies. So here we go with the, you know, the, the big life moments that can really fuck somebody up normally but it, when you're this unstable dead, exactly with a mom like that and a low iq like he had um this would have been 1940 his dad was 66 and they say alcoholism was partly to blame here i need you to stop saying that shit, yeah dude. i'm sorry Chris. <laughs> i'm sorry that hits you know, that <laughs> it's hits. home bro <laughs> hey chris are you drinking a bush tonight i got a butt ice <laughs> oh, all right. Mix and him up a little bit. He's Always. probably got some McCormick somewhere. No, I don't got no, no whiskey McCormick's tonight. tonight. No, no, no whiskey, whiskey tonight. tonight. All right. <laughs> so Ed, Ed and his brother Henry start doing odd jobs around the town. Um, Ed is, like I said, he's babysitting, which is so fucked up. Um, but he's able to relocate or relate to kids much easier than adults, which makes sense with him being a little slow. And again, I'm not you know making fun of that. I mean, that's... That it seems like he had a a good disposition, and had he not been warped like that, maybe he would right, have turned dude, out like to be just fine. People 
people trusted him with their kids, which is like he never did anything to children at all. Like, no, not at ever. all. So like, right. hell yeah. Yeah. So, Chris, there's an accident that occurs with his brother, Henry. They're burning some veg- vegetation yeah. at the farm. What's up with that? Yeah. It was out there and uh, chasing down this fire, and it apparently got out of control. Well, right. Ed ends up dead. Or no, not Ed. Henry, Henry. I'm sorry. Right. Henry ends up dead. And so Ed goes and is like, hey, we got to go find him. I don't know where he's at. Fucking got caught up in the fire. Right. Well, he said he couldn't find him, but he leads them right to the motherfucking <laughs> right, right. right to the motherfucking yeah, let's body. Let's not like, make right it there. so obvious. Yeah, yeah, Ed, like right know? to the fucking body. Like, oh, he's right there. Right. And they're like, how'd you lead him right here too? He's like, I don't know. Not exact words, but he's like, I don't know, weird things, dude. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, it's but so like, fucked up. Then again, he the, his brother had no fucking burns on him at all either. Nope. Right. So like... And bruises on his face, I think. Yeah, he just got like... Yeah, on his head, yeah. On his head, yeah. It's like fucking Cain and Abel shit, dude. Right, it is. for real. Yeah, that book Deviant by Harold Schechter, he talks about this whole subject, and Harold was on one of the docs I watched and interviewed and talked about it as well. Um, Now, Joey... So I think fucking Gein killed his brother, too, though. I personally... Yes, he did. They did did not have enough proof to convict him on that. Right, Right. but he straight up killed his brother. Yeah, for sure. I agree, dude. Now, we've interviewed Harold Schechter before, Joey, and uh, he's a true crime author. He wrote the book, as I mentioned, Deviant. Um, What did you see about this whole skirmish between the two? Do you agree? I mean, I basically saw the same thing, that the corpse itself had bruising on the head. Um, I don't know where that was verified from or whatnot, but I'm under the same impression as all you that he killed his brother. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. So this would have been 1944, so first... First, what we all four believe is the first murder. So now Ed and his mom are alone on the farm there in Plainfield. Um, She has this debilitating stroke right after Henry's death. She was very distraught over what happened, so that didn't help matters. So now Ed is devoting his entire life to take care of her. Uh, It was said that he laid in bed and stroked her hair. So, I mean, really fucking weird shit for somebody in their 30s um that's kind of like uh jeffrey thomas there with his uh he drug them and listened to their heartbeat you know and yeah right kind of jane toppin too she laid down with y'all well they died and like molested some of them and shit too which is even more fucked up well i wonder if he did it to his mother after she had the strokes who knows man who knows I mean, um, I would have shit. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit, yeah. So I read about an incident in 1945 with a man they purchased some straw from. Apparently, he was beating a dog to death, and a woman came out, his wife, and yelled at him, and Gein would later say his mom was all upset, not at the dog being beaten up, but the Didn't woman coming about- out of the house and it's using like- foul language and... Yeah, it wasn't even his wife. It was. Uh, oh, I thought it was his wife. No, it was just a chick that he's shacking up with. That was against oh, okay. the rules, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's <against the> rules. <laughs> now, Rebecca, this is a pretty good illustration how fucked up she is. Uh, she calls the woman a harlot and went on and on about it. And Ed, uh, you know, the way he is, it's it's no wonder you know he turned out like he did, like we've been saying. Yeah, he. 
I feel sorry for the guy, in a, you know, to a certain extent, you know, because right. I, I mean, he didn't have a, you know, his, he didn't have a. Didn't have a pretty good chance to succeed. No, he was, he was, he wasn't the brightest crayon in the box. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, his mother's soul made it so terribly worse where he could have actually, you know, been a contributing member of society if right. she would have let him. And I as and you know i don't know as much about her as i know about him right. but uh, there there is something totally off with her and i can see why being around somebody like that 24/7 would make you freaking go nuts right right especially taking care of her around the clock cuz she has a second stroke yeah it starts to go downhill real quick dies in 1945 60, yeah, 67 fucking he fucking dude they like in in Schechter's book, I'm gonna keep referencing it, but yeah, like there's like a lot. Like, he was crying so hard, like he had snot just running down his face and shit, just oh, like wow. nasty. So like he was really fucking heartbroken about his mom's. Like Schechter said, it's like lost his one true love with his yeah. really fucked the fuck up. It man. is <laughs> fucked up. If, yeah. if, if if no, yeah, I mean all of us, you know, anybody, you know is heartbroken over the loss of a parent, but he just went like over the top with it. Now, Joey Ed would board up parts of the house that his mom used and only live in a small room off the kitchen. What the fuck with, with all that? Man? I mean, I guess he just fucking couldn't handle, you know, the memories or the thoughts of her. Right. Uh, maybe also... To keep way, him perfect. To keep him perfect, but another way to look at it too is now that she was gone and he could indulge in all of his fucking devious acts, he didn't want her to see it. That's true. So oh, dude, that's a good separate thought, like Yeah, that plus he was, you know how it is, it's like the forbidden fruit. You know, you say you can't see it. Like the stories we talked about where they're like, don't go in that cabinet. You yeah, know, like, yeah. no shit. Yeah, yeah, you know? like, uh, I better fucking check that cabinet out. Right. So that's kind of, I think that's a good point, Joey, is he was so restricted when she was around, and now he's unrestricted and just right. can do whatever the hell he wants to do mom um, ain't there to stop me yeah there's no electricity in the house i mean any pictures you see of that scene when they go there you know and find all this stuff it is like a hoarder's fucking paradise there nasty no electricity just completely got an outhouse garbage fucking, yeah. yeah i mean it's <laughs> disgusting I mean, and, that's how motherfuckers... Maybe that was a clean house back in the day. Homie. I don't know. I don't know. No, that was not a clean <laughs> No, no. I, I know it was definitely not a clean house. Right, right. Now, as I <laughs> mentioned earlier, we talked about Gein when we covered Ilsa Coke and figured he had to be getting his inspiration, and, and he definitely did. He was really obsessed with the Pulp Fiction books, loved true crime, loved the Nazi stuff. Um he had a really big appetite for reading. He really, as slow as he was, he really, really loved to read. And one documentary I saw, he even was into reading about cannibals, right. medical textbooks, and pornography. So quite the combination of influences there. Now, Rebecca, I have some, uh, you know, heard some people suspect that maybe Gein cannibalized his victims. I've never seen anything definitive on that, but what do you know about that? Um, I, I'm pretty sure he at least tried it, but um, there was, I can't remember who I talked to about it, but they had said, uh, <clears throat> they had, 
family down the road, they had done something for him and he went to thank him and, and he, or, and to come over, he brought, you know, a wrapped up piece of meat and they ate it. And then after everything had been found out about him, she always kind of wondered if that was actually beef or was that actually, oh man, was human, but they <laughs> tasted good. Tasted good. <laughs> Put <laughs> some barbecue sauce on it. Me. It tastes good. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Chris, Joey, what do you guys think about the cannibal angle here? I would agree. He probably at least tried it. I think so. I can't see not. I mean, he was so into all the fucking the books and all that. And right. Making, I mean, he obviously really tried to make shrunken heads. So right. if he's studying that stuff, right. he's studying the cannibalism aspect, in, right. in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, Chris. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Gene is fucking weird in his own fucking way. So right. Like, I kind of tend to think that he might not have because he just like wanted to be that woman and he wanted to do it. I don't think it was about the cannibalism. He just wanted the body parts around. Right. Okay. But I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it could go either way. I could a, see him trying it like Joey and Rebecca have said. So, yeah, I think that's probably true, too. So the morning of November 16, 1957, the owner of a local hardware store, Bernice Warden, disappeared. In a town like Plainfield, of course, this is not a typical thing. So everyone is shocked she's missing and under some serious, you know, suspicious activities. I mean, there's blood on the floor. Uh, Ed, known to be hanging around, kind of creeping her out, asked her to go out with him. Right, and, like go skating, go to the movie. Yeah, she didn't want anything to do with him. And her son, the, the, the fire chief, was fucking pissed, didn't like him being around there. And we know that he was drawn to older women. She was a few years older than him. And that reminded him of his mom. They, so, yeah, uh, Bigger ladies, too, he liked. Ba- yeah. Basically, the... Well, ladies, he like we're totally like reminiscent to his mom and shit. Yeah, but like he was hanging out at Bernice's the hardware store, right? Asking the son the day before, like, are you going hunting tomorrow? Because it's opening season, opening day for fucking deer, right? And so the uh, whole fucking town it, is out on a deer right, stand. Every every dude with the gun's gone, right? So like. Um, he says, yeah, so he comes back to the store the next day, and he was asking about antifreeze and shit, so he comes back the next day with his own jar to get antifreeze. Could you imagine walking into the goddamn motherfucking... <laughs> the, hey, just put that shit in here, yeah, man. Yeah, just put that shit in here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that he actually got, wasn't that uncommon back in the day. No, oh, oh, I'm 100... Oh, I know it wasn't that uncommon <laughs> back in the day. I'm just saying, could you imagine how much people would fucking freak out about that? Today, Wait, you yeah. just got an unsealed thing of antifreeze? <laughs> right. There's a lid on it, bro. Yeah, you're killing the ozone, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, but yeah. So like, shit. he's uh, getting antifreeze, but asking for uh, a rifle. Right. He wants, to cha- wants to chamber all three fucking rounds, and uh, she looks out the window. While he's looking at the fucking gun. He loads up around, and she's like, "I don't like Chevrolets." Was her last words, dude? <laughs> when wow. he shot her, yeah, dude. Oh shit. Which is fucked up. Yeah, so he shoots her in her own store, and then he drags the body out. So the son comes there after hunting. And there's a fucking trail of blood. Yeah, no, you tra- can see yeah, the blood trail, trail in blood, there. Dude. The son comes back from hunting. The store's open. His mom's gone. There's a blood trail. And he knows that Gein had been hanging around. So 
And I he think also it was pretty fucking, obvious. He also found like a handwritten basically oh, that's right. receipt for the for the antifreeze. antifreeze. So yeah, he would have been the last customer in there. So it was pretty obvious. So they uh, wind up going to find him. He's having dinner at a neighbor's house. And then the police also go out to the farmhouse. So this is where the real horror shit goes down. Joey, can you run down a list? (laughs) Yeah. Because it's pretty extensive of what they found when they got to that fucking farmhouse. It's funny because there was probably things fucking inside this house that they didn't even know what they were that they didn't take, you know. But anyway, so they go out to his fucking farm uh, looking for Warden. That's the first person they find. They go around and they fucking. I guess they probably tried to knock. I, I think that was the story. Uh, nobody answered, of course. Right. So they went around to the back of the fucking uh, farmhouse, and the right. sheds were back there. They find her uh, warden's body strung up in the shed, decapitated, gutted, like a deer. Horrible. Yeah, exactly yeah, like that. A deer, yeah. yeah. Um, Could you imagine being one of those cops, though, and like bumping into that? That would yeah. be fucked up. So by this point, obviously, they know what's going on. They know <laughs> right. that, he, that he's killed her. That's the body they're looking for. So they find fucking gain access into the house and you know they find uh the list is just extensive they found <laughs> yeah. whole and fragmented human bones they found a waste basket that was made from human skin wow. uh human skin that was covering several chair seats skulls on his bedposts mutilated female skulls bowls made from human skulls to eat out of wow uh, a corset that was made from a female torso oh skin from the God. shoulders to the waist I mean, this is all buffalo built like you know yeah. for real. uh they found uh leggings made from a human leg skin and masks made from the skin of female heads heads because you know he was making a body yeah right? he yeah, goes yeah. up on the wall yeah. and they had like makeup and shit on him uh he had mary hogan's it was the other victim, you know, right. supposedly yeah. the second kill. But he had her face mask in a paper bag. <laughs> uh, Mary Hogan's skull was in a box. Bernice Warden, they found her entire head in a burlap sack. So he had decapitated her, but they still found the head, too. Right. Um, her heart was in a plastic bag in front of Gein's potbelly stove. Jesus. And a belt made from female human nipples nipples, that's chris's favorite uh there were four noses a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring i saw that yeah Yeah, the window shade a lampshade made from the skinny human face like our tony campagna and then they found fingernails and female fingers so i mean they just basically found a plethora of shit yeah did you mention the box of vaginas oh and the box of vaginas too yeah Yeah. Yeah. you gotta mention the vaginas he salted <laughs> yeah, Rebecca's like, yeah, come on, you gotta I, mention I, that. I, I got, I get, I just gotta say this. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so did Ed Gein invite invent the pocket pussy? Uh, <laughs> he know, sounds he like it. <laughs> he he was working have. on it. He was working on it. Had some prototypes made up. He had a couple prototypes. Yeah, I saw he like dressed them up the with ribbon and shit. painted them up, and yeah, it was quite the quite the thing. Now, Rebecca, tell us about your uncle and his involvement with the scene there, because I know that's we were talking about that. Well, the thing is, is that when they found out, you know, that, you know, they find the trail of blood and they find the receipt and it's like, well, we need to go to Ed Gein's house and it was cold, you know? Right. So my uncle hops in the in the car and drives out there and he says, I'll get one up on him. I'm going to back into the driveway. <clears throat> So he backs in the driveway. So was he a county cop or what? what he what? was actually on the auxiliary. 
Okay. So, you know, everybody kind of like, you know, pitched in. So, right. Um, and, uh, so he goes out there and he, you know, he's nervous as hell. And so he backs in there and he leaves the car running cause it's cold. And he sat out there and this is all of a sudden he'd see this red light and he'd be like, what the hell against fucking with me, you know? Right. And he's looking around and it's dark. He can't see shit. All of a sudden that red light comes on again. What the hell is going on? You know, it's <laughs> totally freaking out. And finally, by the third time he figured out, he was so damn nervous. He was putting his foot on the freaking brake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's good. good as fuck, dude. <laughs> like straight up. Oh, wait, that's me. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. He was, <laughs> that's he great. Was definitely, um, definitely a little paranoid on that. So this would have been, this would have been I'm the only one. And he comes home. I'm the only one oh, here. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Yeah, I was you just going to say, was this before they went in at all? So this is before. Yes. Okay, wow. Yeah, he did get to go in there. So he, he knew Bernice several. was missing, and it was very likely Ed Gein's got involvement here. So he's waiting out at the house for him. Dude, he's like, oh, wait. I just hit the brakes again. That's totally me <laughs> fucking freaking myself I out there. Finally figured out it was yeah. the brakes. Yeah, that's fucking yeah, that's hilarious. I love it. I've done some dumb shit like that before, <laughs> too. Yeah, but when, yeah, like we've been saying, you know, if you're nervous like he would be, right? I mean, anybody would be, you know, it's but pretty crazy. He was the only one there. What You know, what if he was, you know, you know, just walked, you know, in, you know, into the back and, you know, and all this stuff and right. whatever. Right, yeah, it would have been crazy by yourself. the only one there, and then they... You know, for they finally found the rest of them while he was going in the grocery store, and uh, my uncle did to get to go in the gear, and uh, he uh, took his own pictures and and everything, and and the stench in there just just was just terrible. Uh, yeah, I can't it even was. imagine it. And I mean, some of the interesting stuff is like you know, as I got older, you know, I got to look through his. You know, his nice big scrapbook, everything, and the pictures that he took, because they said all of the evidence was destroyed. Right. You know, you know, so with he has that. his own scrapbook and shit? He's got his own scrap. Well, he's, he's passed on now. but Right, right. Okay. Yeah, but... it, gets, it gets passed down through family member to family member, but he's wow. got his own He's got his own stuff. And and uh, to me, it's priceless. So. No, that's yeah. awesome. Dude. Really and, shit. Uh, shit. and I think one of the pictures that are actually up on... You know, if you just type in and look, because there's still pictures up there. I think one of those pictures is actually his. Oh, oh wow. cool, that, dude! How fucking sick would that be? That that's that's really crazy. I mean, there was just newspapers stacked everywhere, and it just it was like a like you said, it was a hoarder house. It right. was it was um definitely um not something that. You know, I, I guess the normal person would even think would be, you know, even yeah. though they know it was already screwed up and had all this shit, but then on top of it, right, all the rest of the stuff. Yeah, plus, I mean, even today's standards, this would be like out of fucking sight. And we're talking fucking 1957 in the middle of fucking rural Midwest. You know, this is craziness. So I can't even imagine how bad these cops must have been freaking out. So they arrest him after 24 hours of silence. They get him to talk and he starts to talk about the trips to the cemetery because at first they thought he was a serial killer and that's right. where all these bodies came from. Right. 
Because there was like 12 heads in the house. Yeah. So they're like, this guy's like killed at least 12 people. Yeah, they're like, holy shit. Yeah, so he starts talking about the cemetery, and they're like skeptical. He asked for a piece of apple pie with cheese on it, and kind of like Henry Lee Lucas with the Pall Malls and the strawberry shakes. He just wants a piece of apple pie, Chris, with the little (laughs) cheese on it. That's all he wants. That's a Wisconsin thing. Yeah, I I can tell by... And I the cheddar tell, cheese on the side. Yeah, I, I've I seen people do accent. it. I've just never tried it. I like both things, but that seems weird together. Right? You know, Dude, um, what's fucked up though is like even like we haven't even got to the first murder yet, but they would make jokes about him fucking having, uh, having the old girl's body at his house. Yeah, like, right. And he, no, he would make the jokes like. Oh, she ain't missing. She's at the house right yeah, now. Yeah, people like, just didn't believe yeah, like, him. Didn't, they're like, oh, fucking uh-huh. Ed Gein just fucking being his weird fucking right. sex. Like, but like, you didn't <laughs> no, check that shit No, she's really out, up dude. there. Yeah. And then you got these kids talking about, oh, he's got a collection of shrunken heads and shit. What the fuck? Why would you check that out? Right? Yeah, it's just crazy how he flew under the radar. Um so he confesses that he made up to 40 visits to three local cemeteries between 1947 and 1952 to dig up older women that reminded him of his mother. He would follow the newspaper and the you know obituaries. He was digging up these bodies um, and you know it would also come out that he wished that he was a woman and actually wanted a sex change, which is really... For that time, very, very controversial, of course. Some of the documentaries I watch don't even go there with that. Right, yeah. And then some of them I've watched do. So it really right. depends on when it was done. That's so much more common now. But that's, you know, Chris, that whole Buffalo Bill thing with tucking his junk between his legs, yeah. you know, Would like. you fuck? I'd fuck me. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> that's, that's where all this shit comes from, you know. So it's so crazy, uh, very taboo at the time. Um, but he told them he would wear his, quote, woman suit and dance oh, in yeah. it, pretending to be his mother, and he would attach one of the vaginas he collected to cover his own, you know, penis. And, dude, you know, he fucking had a fucking drum that he fucking pounded on made out of human skin, That's dude. right, that's <laughs> like, right. He'd be partying. He'd be partying hard <laughs> as fuck. How fucked hey, up would hey, that Rebecca, be to you got a human skin that. drum at your house? Do I have no? I I have drums, but, <laughs> but not human skin. Not that, no, that's cool. You didn't get a Shit. gift from your uncle one Christmas, <laughs> right. like, like hey, gee, thanks, uncle, for the dude, drum. No. That's kind of cool. What, you know? what, what, what if your none uncle that, had found the drum and gave it to you as a present? Be like, <laughs> none of that stuff got out of there. So, oh, I'm oh sure. no, it all I went to the medical or the fucking yeah, the crime lab. Of course, of course. Now, Chris, in addition to all this, it was discovered that Ed also killed the bar owner, Mary Hogan. As Joey mentioned, you know, she had been missing. Her head shows up at his house. But how did that go down? How did how did he end up killing her? I don't remember exactly how he killed her, but I just know he just she, again, she resembled his mom. But she was also the opposite of his mom in his head. Real foul mouth. Yeah. And in his head, it was the opposite of his mom. Because his mom, obviously, super religious fucking mom. Right, that whole Madonna whore complex thing. And then and then you got Mary, who is runs a bar, 
fucking like cusses like a motherfucking like we fucking do right motherfucker uh, motherfucker how is there not a band named madonna whore complex i mean honestly <laughs> yeah that's true that's i mean actually, i'm offended if somebody hasn't done that's it that's actually yeah. a good fucking it's a really cool fucking name but yeah so like uh he gets i don't remember exactly how he killed her like he shoot her too um yeah, I don't remember. I know he killed her. He was, was at the bar. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he shot yeah, her. He was at the bar, at the bar yeah. and it was just him and her, and yeah. he shot her, I think. Yeah, Yeah. yeah it, the, he admitted to the shooting death of Mary Hogan, a tavern owner missing since 1954, whose head was found in the whole house, but right. he later denied memory of the details of her death. Right, right. And I thought they said from what the, from what the autopsy seemed like, is that he shot her, but she wasn't dead when he took her from the bar. And then oh, ended up killing she her died later. later. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Now, Joey, I know that the police doubted that Gein could have actually dug these graves up because he was such a, a little guy, but then they start to look into it and start digging them up, and what do they find? Yeah, they're like, well, this dude's too small. He can't be doing this shit in one night by himself. Right. There's no way. So they fucking had a couple test graves that they exhumed, like that he had said. Right. And they fucking dig them up, and sure enough, they're fucking empty, and one of them's got a crowbar where the body in was. The, right. Yeah, fucking- Just like he fucking said it was, so they're like, Okay, well, obviously this dude's <laughs> telling the truth. So then yeah, they, they continue to check them out, and they fucking, uh, you know, Gein had fucking jewelry, body parts, things like that from right. certain graves that he remembered, and it was like, okay, I'll give them back and shit. Yeah, some of them he <laughs> took the whole body, and then some just parts of the body. Yeah, right. and then, uh, also like uh, he would like fucking say he'd come out of his trance or whatever. Yeah, and we like stop it because like all the fucking runs to the cemetery. He said only like nine of them he did everything with or whatever. Right, but he. I mean. But working on a farm and stuff like that, I mean, you you could be lean and, and mean. I mean yeah, you, and fucking true. strong as fuck. Yeah, he was yeah. a hell of a worker. Yeah, I mean, everybody what, said yeah, exactly. he was a really hard-working guy, you know. So, yeah, but the cops just kind of doubted it. And, Rebecca, what was the deal with the shrunken heads? He claimed they were gifts from a cousin. <laughs> but yeah. what do you think? Do you think he was actually doing it himself? Oh, totally. I think he was experimenting. I think... Uh, you know, uh, you know, the, I mean, the the sixteen year old that um, whose parents were friends with Gene, he said he attended ball games and movies with them. Bobby Hill, and <laughs> and reported that Gene kept shrunken heads in his home, which Gene had described as relics from the Philippines. Right, right. My cousin served in the islands during World War II, <laughs> and under That's you fun. know, you know, and upon the investigation by the police, they determined to be human facial skins carefully peeled from corpses. And used by Gein as masks. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. How did they even do that with the shrunken heads? I've never read anything <laughs> I've about wanted, it. I've always wanted to try it, but I figured I'd get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah I probably. Mean, it probably wouldn't be a great thing to do. <laughs> like, we could go get some pig flesh and fillet that down yeah. nice and put some eye holes and shit in it. Yeah, but, but they get the actual skull to shrink. Like, the whole head shrinks, right? Yeah, I know. Oh, it's just the skin. Yeah, it's not the skull itself. It's just the skin. Oh, yeah, okay. and it's wrapped and around. Put, yeah, and then it's wrapped around. I don't know, like a coconut shell. Right, right. right. oh, okay. Wow, that's yeah. fucked. Yeah, up. I remember when I went down to New Orleans. Like they fucking because all the voodoo shit. Right. Like, they explained it a little bit. More oh, okay. There yeah, I, I never I knew like, what the deal was. Okay, that's that. interesting. Now I did read that the Washara County Sheriff, that's Arch Schley, 
uh, assaulted Gein by banging his head and face into a brick wall while he was doing his initial confession, and that made it not admissible. But you can't say you blame him. Like, I mean, what did be, you do, you motherfucker? Yeah, like the no. fucking fire chief's mom is strung up like a deer in your fucking house. And God damn, I mean, it would have to be frustrating if he's not saying anything. Well, I mean, that was a wrong person to, to go and, you know, interrogate him. Yeah. But, uh, and I think Ed Gein, you know, he, he might have been, you know, slow, but I mean, he was kind of also kind of dumb like a fox. Right. So, um, you know, I think he just, you know, the whole thing to me is even like, even with everything that they did to him, I mean, it really never seemed to to really affect him right you know i mean he was like he was disassociated with everything i mean he admitted to it ate his freaking apple pie and then he and then the cheese is making his stomach hurt you know right yeah he did complain about like now i got a stomach ache yeah he didn't want to talk and right but i mean back then that's that's what they did i mean that's that's how that shit went down right and the that's- sheriff was so distraught over having done this he dies at, at a of a heart attack at 43 before uh, Gein would ever serve his his trial yep. out you know which i is- think it's fucked up they blame his heart attack on Gein. yeah <laughs> that's another well- murder right there right <laughs> Yeah, I think actually one of his relatives said that he was another victim of of Ed Gein. As a matter of fact, Chris, I think I read that. Uh, Some said, you know, that it was due to the stress and the anguish over what happened at what he saw at the farmhouse and uh, the whole having to get up and talk about it in court to testify against him and also to have to explain his assault because he didn't. He didn't like the fact that he lost his control right. and did that. Like, you know, bothered him that he did that. Because that would definitely come up in freaking yeah, court, certainly like cross examination or whatever. It's gonna come up like, but you did smash his face into the wall, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, bloody nose and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But like Chris, you know, like we've talked about these cases before, where these investigators, cops, detectives, whatever are really affected by this. I mean, Toy Box Killer would be a case. Vince Lee, uh, where these guys commit suicide. I mean, this is like very traumatic. I, I mean... Even, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Rebecca. Oh, I just lost my train of thought, so go ahead, because I just had a brain fart. Damn, I'm sorry. That's all right. But yeah, yeah Chris, I was going to say, I was basically going to say, like, I couldn't even imagine being the first person to walk in on this. No warning at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like no warning. Yeah, not at somebody out in the all. front yard puking, and another guy going, right. "Dude, there, that's there, fucked there up." Was, yeah, there was quite a few guys puking. Trust me. Right. Oh, I wouldn't and, doubt it, man. And and this is probably one of the first cases where this has ever really happened, where you go into this house and see this. So that's also there hasn't been anything with. since this that could even compare to it. Right. Right? I can't no. think of a case. Maybe right? Jeffrey Dahmer is well, a Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, what was Dahmer. the other? the other guy with the, the smushed in face shit hans oh, oh hans <laughs> yeah dude yeah. what the fuck we just did fritz fritz honka there we go and uh that's it it, it, it just but i mean his skeins was just like way over the top oh yeah. right oh yeah even, even jeffrey dahmer had you know 
you know, 55 gallon drums and shit, you right, know, right, right. <laughs> refrigerated, yeah, you know, later, yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, back in that day, I mean, there was no insulation in that house, right? You know, no power. That's why he was making no skin power. suit. That's right. He's trying yeah, to keep warm. Duh. Trying to get yeah. warm. It's winter time. Shit. <laughs> So November November 1957, uh, Gein's arraigned for the first-degree murder of Bernice Warden. He pleads not guilty by reason of insanity, no shit. Uh, After he's found unfit to stand trial due to the diagnosis of schizophrenia. So, I mean, if ever a guy was insane, it's definitely this motherfucker. Right. I don't think he gets schizophrenia. Yeah, I don't know because they do later, you know, find him able to stand trial. So maybe with medication, but I don't know. Play, no, he went through two trials. No, on the I same think he day. played it. I think he totally played it. He might have. He might have yeah. Like you said, dumb as a fox kind of thing. Um, he was sent to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, which is a maximum security institution. And later he's transferred to the Mendota State Hospital. In Madison, so, uh, but it's 1968 when he's actually determined fit to stand trial, but it doesn't last long, maybe a week. He's obviously fucking out of it. He just says he doesn't remember killing Bernice. Uh, they so wound the gun up, went off on accident. He was putting a shell in. Oh, is that what he said? To uh, okay, Alex just, Baldwin. Right, no, <laughs> word, f- fucking word, Rebecca. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, he's like, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, well, pulled an Alec Baldwin. That, you know, and, and, and I'm not, you know, on a broader, you know, range of things. I mean, you know, sometimes when uh, people do murder them, they're so nervous, they black out. I mean, it's it's not that far-fetched. Right. It's really not, I honestly. I don't remember doing it. But and, it's also a convenient excuse, too, though. Oh, true, yeah. true. Yeah. But I, don't I, mean, blame, I, I think Rebecca's on to something, though, that yeah. he... He kind of let. I mean, it wasn't an. It wasn't hard to make people think you're insane when right. you're doing the shit that he did. I also well, saw something with one woman who said she ate soup over there at his house one time, <laughs> yeah. and then believes that that it was served in the fucking bowls made of the skull. Skull. Nice. How fucked yep. up would that be? You know, your chunky bone china soup, Joey. I mean, how do you know what those chunks are in that chunky soup? Yuck! Fucking brutal. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, you know, even though he's admitted to killing Mary Hogan, they decided not to try him for that to keep the cost down. So he lives out his That's days in the hospital. Like, he well, I think everywhere. They... Why do we got to pay for it? Go ahead. Right. No, go ahead. And, and they know that, you know, he knew, I mean, he was basically caught red handed and with his mental right. capacity, whether, I mean, him being a good reader, but also being slow, I mean, it, I mean, it's almost like he was autistic more than anything. Yeah, that's a good but point. But I think, I think that you know, it's like, well, fuck it, I got three hats and a cot. Right. Might as well just, I'm you know, it's just kind of like, yeah. yeah, better to be at the hospital time. than the prison, you know. Yeah. He, he always and, had people take care of him most of his exactly, life, so now he's got somebody to do it. Yeah, they exactly. said he was really pleasant. Point, yeah. He was uh, yes, very he was nice. A very, Yes. No, you know, no violent outbursts, like very, very copacetic with everything, very chill. So he seemed to kind of settle into that. And, you know, maybe with medication and being in a positive situation, 
You know, he just kind of did what he did, you know, but in that sort of depraved, it made him remote. feel good about himself. Yeah, I mean, maybe up. he well, just liked know, being around people, you know. And, you know, you actually have to re- think about this, too, that when he went to the state hospital, he was actually around people. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. His mom didn't keep him isolated. And right. Like, right. He was like, and, uh, I, I mean, and she she was just, I mean, she, oh, she she created that monster in a sense. Oh yeah, without a I, doubt. But I uh, I think that you know he was just like yeah I did this for so long and now I'm here and I don't you know because he really seemed pretty emotionless. I mean the only right. time I really think about him for real. ever really having an emotion was when his mother died at the funeral, right, right? And then I'm wondering to myself, did he smother her with the pillow? Yeah, who knows? I'd be fucked up. Yeah. Because like even even in like Schechter's book, like they talk about there's the love for his mother, but there's the hatred too. Right. It's a love hate thing. Yeah, it's like what'd you call it? The Madonna Horror Complex. Yeah. 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 Which so, is really fucked up. Yeah. I mean, they've got all his possessions now. They're gonna auction them off, Rebecca, March of nineteen fifty eight. Yep. And this is gonna be like a freak show, obviously. <laughs> yeah, they- so we were talking about that whole thing with the fire, but, uh, you know, they were doing some burning of stuff out there. So they claimed it was the embers that caught the house on fire. And, you know, what do you think about that whole situation? Yeah, they burned it. Oh, <laughs> they, they 100% burned, burned that shit down. They burned that because, you know, it. I mean, who would even want that reminder? I mean, right. even if you, even if you cleaned it up, and you know, and just had it for people to view it just as a farmhouse, right? It, no, people are coming there. Able- people are coming there like we would go there because I want to yeah. see where Ed Gein. Yeah, went, Joey, right? you've got the dirt from Ed Gein's yeah. grave there, right in front of you. So yeah. you went up there and checked it out. So why? And you were yeah. only twelve miles away from me. <laughs> so what was that like, Joey, when you went up there? Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, really fucking creepy. Out of did you go to the farmhouse site? Yeah, we went to the farmhouse and then to the grave. Um, we were playing a show in Madison, and then the next show was in Milwaukee. So the the time that we had, you know, on the road to was kill, fucking, yeah. Right. Oh god! So we're like, okay, well, let's fucking go to Plainfield because I always want to do it, and this was like the perfect opportunity. Yeah, and we go up there, and then we went to the fucking farmhouse first, and th- there was like some snow on the ground, probably like today, you know. Uh, it's just really creepy out there. Like, I don't know. I've been to a lot of different places, and that's one of the ones that just kind of, it was weird. And, and anybody that would have seen our car out there, because it's out in the middle of country roads and shit, they know what the fuck you're doing of there. Of course, of and course. Fucking, so we went there, and then we go to the cemetery. Go to the cemetery, and fucking, you know, there's the three graves, mother, father, and his brother, and his is missing. Right. It's a blank well, it's spot. it's not missing. It's in storage. Right, at, yeah. Uh, at, but, the Wood, at the Washera County um police department nice um and uh but my uncle's actually buried like two rows over oh hell oh, yeah. shit no that's shit crazy. that's fucking but nice. no it was weird because we go out there and i fucking saw like i said there was snow on the ground i'm looking and there's like footprints all around the fucking grave you know where the headstone would be and then there was a hole in the ground and we're like what the fuck is that like wow. the morning dudes were with me josh and rudy and right and then i was like oh that's where motherfuckers dig dirt from his grave 
you know, you get the grave diggers dirt. Right. And, yep. and so we had these, we, we put them in bags. We fucking, that's all we had was like weed baggies and shit. So we fucking <laughs> used those. And me and Josh both got some, he got some for his mom and I got did, some for myself. And did you smoke some too? I didn't smoke some, but I'll tell you what, uh, I put this in this uh, glass jar. Still I mean, wet. fuck, this is years ago. The fucking, Dude, years ago. And, and like part of it is still moist and it's grown this fucking green mold shit in there. That's probably toxic so if i busted it open and huffed it yeah i'd probably get pretty lit up <laughs> wow that's so fucked up man yeah they've uh there's there there's it's always an attraction there oh, are sure. just and uh you know they they pretty much got it cordoned off you know where his house used to be yeah right some people say well they're really disappointed well you know, waited forever to go and see it what do you think was going to happen right and they say but, that i I guess. I mean, I don't know. You hear a lot of shit that's folklore and all that, but supposedly one of those sheds that's out on that property is the original one from that property. The oh, rest okay. were built later or okay. whatnot. Interesting. But. So when Ed finds out about the fire, though, his response is simply just as well. <laughs> so that's all he said, just yeah, as well. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. He's like, I don't no. care. I got no reason to go back there. Right. No. Right. I mean, he, he was secure. Yeah, he knows he's not going anywhere. He was secure. I mean, I think that was his main thing after that is just like, yeah, yeah. No surprise, you know, with that comment. Uh, but I going mean, back on what I was saying earlier, though, about that Ed Gein's car band, uh, they're like hardcore punk. So if you're into that kind of thing, check them out. They don't uh, they're not still around, but they're they are on YouTube. I, w I was checking some stuff out. So Gein's 1949 Ford sedan. Fuck yeah. Uh, the one he used, Chris, to tote the bodies back and forth. Sideshow carnival operator Bunny Gibbons, <laughs> born and raised in Rockford, Rockford Illinois. So, so he's a right fucking here, Illinoisan. Right here in Illinois. <laughs> uh, the car. motherfucker takes, like, finds this guy, I think he paid. 750 something or like some that, shit yeah. at the auction for it. Yep. And he yeah, just it was a good racetrack in Rockford. Right. Uh, we, call it rec we call it Rockford because every time you go there, you rock. Uh, nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So what does he do with it, though, Chris? He takes it, makes it a fucking uh, side so attraction at like... Pay like fucking, a quarter and go yeah, sit in the car. Yeah, the car. But he puts these like wax fucking... Oh yeah, bodies. Bodies in there. One's Ed Gein <laughs> in the driver's seat, and the other one's uh, not Mary, but one Bernice. Of those, Bernice, yeah, in the back seat. Wow. And he just like charging people money to come check this shit out, and motherfuckers <laughs> are doing it. Oh yeah, there's lines. Motherfuckers yeah. are doing it, and it's yeah. really fucked up because like he was able to do that, but the the I can't think of the exact name. But the mental health group that are trying to help people with their mental health, right. they were not allowed to go to this one fucking carnival because they didn't have room. But you could come see fucking Ed Gein's car. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> Pretty fucked Good up. Good choice. Good choice. Pretty right, fucked that's up. fucked up right there. Joey, there's some pop culture references, of course, to Ed Gein. We've already run through a few, yeah. but any others that you wanted to mention? Uh, you know, like we talk about Silence of the Lambs, fucking Buffalo Bill was obviously fucking right. based on that. And then you had, uh, you know, the book Psycho by Block, and then, of course, Hitchcock adapted it to the movie and that's the big one yeah, yeah. i mean that was a case you know like you said block reads the fucking story decides to write the book about that case right fucking uh Hitch hitchcock gets a hold of the book he read it and he was like holy shit i'm right. gonna write this fucking plot or this movie yeah 
which was he was so fucking uh you know insane about it he fucking took all the book he had people go buy all the books of psycho around like the whole la area and everything everything that they could find and destroy them because whenever the movie came out he didn't want fucking people blabbing the ending right with the being the mom you know and all that shit and he i don't know there was this big fucking marketing thing that hitchcock did was really cool so anyway so also they said that prior to the hitchcock of the movie psycho <laughs> that all the monsters in horror were monsters, yeah. you know, vampires, right. uh, werewolves, stuff like that. So and that was, was like the, the first, first time, time it was like a normal, quote person. unquote, normal person. Right, right. But their dark side, like in Psycho Dude, or in this story. Like there was a, like in the, like listening to Schechter's book and shit. Like uh, in the Psycho book, there was Norman, which was the kid. <clears throat> Norma, which was the mom. And right. like normal, which was the... Oh, yeah grown man right no yeah. basically yeah they covered it from a whole spectrum like they it's almost like a fucking look into psychology how he wrote the book it was really good yeah right. uh you know you continue on you had fucking toby hooper came out and did texas chainsaw massacre and that right. was definitely fucking based on ed gein you right. know and and really like a lot of times uh as the texas chainsaw fucking gained notoriety throughout the fucking 80s and 90s like based on a true story and the true story was of course the ed gein story and wisconsin chainsaw massacre don't sound quite as cool as texas, right, chainsaw it's right. texas. <laughs> so it was definitely sorry fucking, sorry rebecca yeah. but it's not no, no, I, I get it i remember uh rob zombies uh house of thousand Torches. oh yeah right yep, that referenced it for sure oh, yeah. and i remember who was uh when they were doing psycho who was the lady that got stabbed in the shower scene was that janet lee janet yeah. lee yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, jamie lee curtis's you know mom after did you know that after they did that scene she was never able to take a shower ever again oh she wow scared her so bad the rest of her life oh that's fucked up they did a. Uh, so continue on they also had the movie deranged that came out in the 70s with robert's blossom and he played ed gein it wasn't called ed gein in it but it was actually pretty close to some of the shit that was interesting uh and then you know and then later on uh more recently you had two ed gein movies come out ed gein with steve rails back in it and that, that was, was pretty good, good. Yeah, and then you got steve ed gein, the butcher of plainfield which i thought was really good the only thing about it is it's hard to look at kane hotter play ed gein because uh, he's so fucking big right yeah. and it's like I, like it, you did dude. a good job like acting right. wise but at the same time i it's so unbelievable to me yeah but but rails back i thought he did really good so. that's cool yeah i love steve rails back he did manson yes in the manson movie yeah that the was Helter fucking amazing the just like him yeah and i didn't uh i didn't even know there was a musical about him oh, oh yeah nice. Yep. nice and then if you watch you know american horror story asylum dr oh, yeah. You know, uh, Threadson was was based off of him. Right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, so he winds up dying of lung cancer at the age of 77 in 1984 at the Mendota Hospital. Uh, ironically, buried in Plainfield Cemetery next to his mom. Uh, vandals have, have taken the headstone. Uh, I've mentioned in past episodes that it's rumored, quote unquote, that Jeff Gaither has a piece or pieces of the original headstone, but it's never divulged how he came upon such a thing. So I'm not going to ask. Yeah, he's got a massive serial killer collection, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, now, Harold Schechter said he believed that Gein did what he did with the bodies, partly to rebuild his mother from the dead, 
And like you said, Chris, with that love-hate relationship, as much as he loved her, he also hated her for doing what she did to him and shielding him from everything. But I I still think it's weird, though, that he was like straight up in his head thought he could will her back to life. Right. By I don't know how fucking digging bodies up and wearing their skin makes you right. bring a person back to life. Well, yeah. Well, in a sense, I mean, you think about all the trauma that he had experienced through his mother. Right. And the isolation is going to make you kind of go cuckoo. Right. No, oh, not, totally. Wait, just cuckoo, not cuckoo. <laughs> so I also I also saw that he wanted to exhume his own mother's body, but she was in a concrete vault, so they couldn't do it. So that's one way to keep him out is build a concrete vault. Um, this story is definitely one of horror movies. It's one of those that makes you shake your head and wonder how the fuck somebody could do something like this. And if he yeah, had the way, the way he was like all through like going through the court and in the hospital and everything, he was right. just like a dude that no everybody was like. Looking at him like, wait, this guy did that? Right. This, I would never. Yeah, he looks like somebody's grandpa, you know, right. a real little never, guy. I would never, ever think that, and which makes you think. Some of the people that you think are the best people in the world right. might be that fucked exactly. up. Exactly. That's out a good point. They're doing some goddamn shit that you Yeah, don't we've know talked about. about it with Gacy. I mean, there's a bunch of them that had a really, you know, big persona and very well liked and doing some crazy ass shit like that. Dude. When the door's shut, you know, so... Hey, yo, Rebecca, up. when's the last time you dug up a body and put it on a dick suit? <laughs> uh, never. Oh. Never. <laughs> but I have oh. woken up to a dead body, so that Whoa, might help. I have never done that. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, maybe after he died, they would have discovered, you know, some gruesome collection. If he hadn't killed Bernice and he would have lived a life... Then imagine after he died, somebody going in there and seeing all that. Like, wow. I think he did shit fucked up. He could probably get got away with killing Bernice. If he wouldn't have been so sloppy. Right, yeah, exactly. That's he a good point. probably could have got but, away with that. But yeah. then again, I think maybe in a sense, I, you know, he, it kind of goes back he to He wanted the, to get caught kind of thing. He wanted to get caught kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer kind of wanted to get yeah, caught. Yeah, son of Sam. There's been a bunch of them like that. Yeah, like they just wanted to get caught because... I mean, the way he was living, I mean, the, the house was in shambles. Right. You know, and being, I mean, he did socialize. I mean, he was known to, you know, go to the few, you know, few bars around, right. you know, the area. And I don't know if he drank or not. Right. I saw, uh, I, I saw a couple of things where he kind of had a drink here and there. Here but and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did. But, uh, um, I just had total brain fart again. God, I hate this shit. <laughs> ah, let's go. We yeah, all, we, we all do it. Every we week with it. us. <laughs> now, I saw a couple of last minute Gein related things that I wanted to bring up. There's one, I just saw this today a YouTube documentary about a 1998 story of a commercial fisherman that came across the skin of a young woman that got caught up in one of his motors. And they realized that the skin was like sewn together, like somebody did this. Oh, the fucking on the boat. Yeah, they fucking. I saw that story. That was fucking crazy. It's shit. fucked yeah. up. Yeah, that's 1998. It's pretty crazy. But then Rebecca, you sent me an article from the newspaper there in Wisconsin Rapids about a 1952 murder of a 76 year old female bar owner, Clara Bates. 
uh, in Kellner, Wisconsin. The man who discovered the body was convicted of the murder, but he claimed he was innocent. Some speculate it could have been the you know the first Gein murder um, since he would have been known to have been at that bar. He lived close by. The yes. body was found naked except for shoes and stockings. It's hard to say, but definitely you know an interesting point to bring up. Uh, we do know he had a thing for older women and bartenders. That's for sure. Yeah, and so, she she was you know that was a uh, kind of a whorehouse too. Right, I read that in the oh, article. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she was the madam on the area. Ah. How <laughs> and, far is Kellner from Plainfield? Oh gosh, you're probably talking. Oh gosh, if he's 13 miles, 12 miles away from my house, as the crow flies, <laughs> probably maybe 20 miles. Okay, yeah. all right. So it's he's... not that it's not that far fetched to gotcha. to go. Yeah. And, uh, um, it's hard to say. I mean, it's the, very it's, possible, you know. The interesting thing is, is that uh, my relation owned uh, Kilmer Club. Uh, yeah, because it changed names uh, to to something different. It wasn't the original name of the bar. Kilmer International. I'm sorry. His dad owned Kilmer Club. We, right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was. Um. It's definitely interesting. However, I. It's it's almost seems that you know uh, it might have been it just didn't fit you know Gein's deal I don't know why I mean why wouldn't he take the body right that's yeah the only it's thing hard to say mean. yeah but that's, that's true because after you know after so many years I mean you know Kaninsky was released but to this day everybody still believes that he's the one that did it it's yeah. possible too if i get it scared off in any way yeah too. something could have happened he, he, Kaninsky might have scared him off right right that's true that's true so that's a good so, point. yeah because they the, the reason why they got him is because he had scratches on his arms and stuff like that right. so blueberry picking man you know right right so that's fucked um, up because he found the yeah, body so yeah he he found the body and then District Attorney John Potter, you know, which I actually knew him, <laughs> and uh, pr prosecuted the case against them in an election year, and it just. And then he, what did they say? Uh, Potter thought he was going to write a book about it in 1993, but he called it the tangled web. Huh. When he maintains Kaninsky's guilt. Right. Right. It, it's it's pretty interesting, but he says court documentaries say otherwise. So if Kaninsky did not commit the murder, then who did? Right. And it's been pretty. Most people that talk about around here still do believe that Gein did do it. Interesting. Anybody yeah. want to add anything to this one, Chris, Joey, Rebecca? Anything we didn't talk about that you want to bring up? I think up it's before? nuts that like uh, after like what was it like ten years after he was in the hospital, he did another trial. And it was a split trial. They went to first see if he was guilty of the murder of Bernice. Like, and he got found guilty of that. Right. And then the other part of the trial was to see if he was mentally comp competent or whatever. Right. When he did that. So he got not guilty by reason of insanity. That's why he went back to the hospital. Right. That was all in one day. Wow. Which is fucked up. That like, is I fucked up. 
They just wanted to sweep it under the rug. I, I yeah. think, yeah, that, I mean, that, that, it's weird that they just like, I yeah. don't, nobody wants to fuck with this anymore. <laughs> right. Go well, away. I, I think, you know, and, and as time passed and more, you know, these, you know, murders started really happening. I think they kind of wanted to reference him and, you know, get more, you know, knowledge on the perspective of killing. Right. Right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like I a mine hunter type thing. Yeah. Yeah, very, like, very interesting, like, this case. The only thing could... I was going to add, too, it was just kind of funny, but <clears throat> when we did go up there to, you know, Plainfield, I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again, I don't give a fuck, but... Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> whenever we... So we go to the fucking the graveyard at Gaines uh, in Plainfield, and then there's one gas station there in town, and we had to fucking get gas, so... There's two now. Oh, is there two? <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, two but uh, this is like really close to the graveyard. I mean, it was probably like a block or two away. So we go there and we fill up and, you know, we're going from there. We're going to uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment or where it was, the lot. Right. And so we fucking type in the address on the GPS uh, as we're getting oh, gas. Yeah. And as soon as we type in the GPS, it fucking says two hours, 13 two minutes. minutes. Nice. I was like, two get the 13. fuck out of here. We got the GoPro out and recorded it. Nice. Like, yeah, That's yeah. hilarious, yeah. dude. Two so did you get to say hi to my cousin? I, I might have. I mean, I'm sure there's only a couple people that work there, so you <laughs> no. never know. Yeah, no, you're related to Dahmer, yeah. Yeah, Oh, Dahmer. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been to... I've been to Wait, Dahmer's your cousin? Yep. Yeah, oh, I, boy. me and Chris actually went once, too, but we've been out to the Dahmer... I've been out to the Dahmer the site about four or five right. times. A couple times, yeah. 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 Chris wait, wait hold on. He's for real your cousin? Like, for real, for real? Yeah, fourth cousin, yes. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. That's fucking yeah. insane. Yeah. So what was it like when you found out that happened? Uh, that was a little interesting. Did you ever met him before? I, I never met him. That was the, uh, the same I, I Never did. Never met him. And I actually didn't know he was my cousin until after he was murdered in prison. Oh, uh, okay. Because it was. So sure, that's fucking crazy. You know, a rift in the family. And, oh, sure. And uh, so it was. It was just interesting, and it's just like, well, glad I didn't get to meet them fucking people. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Potluck might not have been the same. Pot. Yeah. No. <laughs> Pot potluck is just a bunch of weed. <laughs> Well, I did my research with this one with a lot of reading and watching things over the years. I can't even cite all the references. I mentioned that Chris did, too, the book by Harold Schechter, Deviant. Probably the best one I've read about him. Um, Borowski's book, um, The uh, Ed Gein File, very, very good, too. It's got the notes from the uh, psychiatrist that he visited with in the book, compiles it together for a really cool presentation of it we got the sick rick mask oh yeah that here the zombie, the zombie geen. geen i posted that on facebook so we got all sorts of geen stuff here uh very very fascinating uh to anybody Dude, it's fucked that's up. in I the true crime bobblehead what's that i thought we had a zine I oh said geen zine. bobblehead but i thought we had a geen bobblehead we might i don't know do we have them out there probably out there um, so next week, we're going to do our first episode of 2022. We're going to get nasty. 
some toolbox killer shit. Oh, yeah. We've Stuff. been talking about this one for a while. It's time. Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris, guys, probably some of the most brutal killing you've ever fucking heard of. Just and we've nasty. talked about some shit. <laughs> Pliers and recording people screaming and shit yeah. like that. It's I mean, going to be brutal. Next week, it's going to be a good one. Leonard Lake and Charles Zing, that kind of shit. That stuff is nasty. David Parker Ray, that kind of shit. Right. Like, it's going to be yeah, like that. Be fucked. Yeah. Horrible crimes in 1979 where they abducted, tortured, and killed at least five teenage girls. But really, really bad stuff. So it's going to be a good way to kick off the new year with a brutal episode. So, Joey... Uh, page a day. We're at an hour and thirty-five minutes oh, yeah. at this point. Yep. What do you got for us there, bud? I got some stuff. Uh, cool. <clears throat> first one they're talking about is Frank Bender. So Frank Bender is the original forensic sculptor. Now that shit's fucking huge nowadays. Recreations and all that for uh, uh, fucking like taking the skull. Oh, uh, what yeah. does it look like? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was taking painting classes at the Philadelphia Academy of Fine Arts in 1977, and there was a na- there was a lack of anatomy classes. So he goes to the morgue he goes down there to study the bodies um and his career in forensic sculpting and facial reconstruction began they had an unidentified victim who had been shot in the face he had no prior knowledge of forensics but he began recreating a uh a sculpture of her face and after a woman of the bus appeared in the paper she was identified as anna duvall so fucking that helped dude oh hell yeah yeah uh her killer was identified as a mobster who was already in prison for other crimes um, he constructed 40 busts in his career, most of them unidentified victims. He made plaster molds of their skulls and layered clay onto them, consulting tissue thickness charts to determine his depth at crucial right. points. And he also made some uh, age-progressed busts of criminals. Like He was pretty wow. fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, he's he's most well-known for that of John List. The family annihilator yeah. spent more than 17 years yeah, on the Yeah, that run. was on that dock. That guy That's was that the dude. shit. Okay, yep. right. so, made him look how he would look And we did the story now. of John List, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, and, and List neighbor recognized him from the bus that, yes. that he had made. So, um, I remember List, same glasses and everything, which was fucked exactly, up. Exactly, yeah, and that's that exactly what they are talking about, the glasses, like how creepy it was. So uh, Bender died of cancer in 2011, but Frank wow. Bender, fucking badass. Yeah, that is badass. Um, a couple of these I got are just quotes, because you know I like the quotes. Oh, yeah. So here's a good one from Johnny Carson. He okay. says... Anytime four New Yorkers get into a cab together without argument, arguing, a bank robbery has just taken place. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> That's good. That's and then good. here's one from uh, 11-year-old Mary Bell at her trial for the uh, murder of the four-year-old Martin Brown and three-year-old yeah, Brian Howard. She said, murder isn't that bad. We all die sometime anyway. So right? that, wow. that, was, that was Mary Bell. Mary I'm going to hang that one up on the wall. Yeah, that was, yeah, we were going to do that one in October, and we did with witchcraft instead but remember we were going to do mary bell yeah so that one's on the radar that's a good case okay i got two more from page today thanks again next week it'll actually be into the the new the new one yeah yeah. so uh anyway so i got two more quick ones um so there's this uh 
person, Mitchell DeSlat, and he's fucking wasted as shit. And he's just trying to sleep it off. And he pulls up to a Louisiana state trooper station. He Ooh. knocks on the door of Troop A, <laughs> and when the troopers buzzed him in, the 25-year-old stumbles to the front desk and asks if it's a hotel and he can get a room. <laughs> he, he went to the cop shop yeah, yeah. looking oh, for a hotel man. room? Yeah. So he's arrested and charged with driving while intoxicated. <laughs> That's uh, a good one. shit. <laughs> sounds, sounds like Too bad Andy he didn't get Griffith to... and Mayberry. No, yeah, right? right? Like, what the Too bad fuck? he didn't end up at the nation, man. You guys would have oh, welcomed him with open arms. He'd been all right, but like, you want a beer too? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so this last one that I got, I like these sometimes wherever I can make it kind of a game between us, you know? Yeah. Uh, so this one is monikers of, of serial killers and killers. Okay. See if you guys can get this. Oh, shit. What is Lonnie David Franklin Jr.'s moniker? Grim Sleeper. The Grim Sleeper. Absolutely. So that one you got. Um, now you got, okay, how about this? The Kindly Killer. Ooh, Kindly Killer. I'm not sure on that one. Yeah, I don't know. That was Dennis Nilsson. Oh. And that's because he strangled and drowned his victims, which he believed were the kindest methods to okay. use on them. We did, Nilsson. I just don't remember that yeah. one. That's interesting. Dude, uh, my brain works so fucking terrible. Right? <laughs> okay, so how about this guy? I didn't know about this one. Gerard John Schaefer. Have you heard of him? No. Uh, Schaefer sounds familiar, but I'm not sure if it's the same Next one. one. So he, he boasted of killing more than 30 women and girls, and his moniker he's known as the Florida Sex Beast. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, God. We might need yeah. to look into that. Yeah, Dude, do that. Holy Florida shit. Sex Beast. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Godot. Uh, nope. No. The, the baseline killer because he killed his people uh, in uh, area of Baseline Road in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, that's where his killing. I should have known that. And this is the last one's kind of easier, and one of y'all will get this one: the Vampire of Sacramento. Oh, oh that's fucking Richard Chase. Richard, Richard Chase. Chase. Yeah, fuck that's yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the monikers. That's these good ones. That's good. Page oh, yeah. a day. So page man. a day. Closing out the year uh, with the, some page a day. Always yeah. good stuff. Uh, so anyway, guys, I think we have done more than our fair share of murdering yeah. and fucked up shit tonight. So, Rebecca, what the fuck do we need to do? Let's get our murder on. Metal on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do the same thing. It's cool. Yeah, everybody does it. That's okay. Oh, my God. Cut that out. We can do that again. <laughs> Just because CK has passed on, he's not done educating the masses. CK will forever be the great metal motherfucker. We're here to stomp poser ass and eradicate the planet of their kind. CK has passed the torch to us and we will forge the fuck on. In CK's name, we will bestow metal knowledge upon all of you. All right. We are yeah, in metal. Let's do some metal fuck shit. yeah. Rebecca's still hanging in there with us up yeah, there in yeah. Wisconsin. Fuck How yeah. you doing, Rebecca? I'm doing. Good, good. Uh, yeah, Joey's eating his duck, cannoli. Yeah. We all were spoiled here with some Vitali's Bakery from St. Louis. Yeah, sorry we couldn't fucking ship one to yeah. you that quick, Rebecca. Wouldn't have made it in time, Rebecca, so sorry <laughs> That's about that. That's all right. So, all right. Well, we are in metal. Of course, uh, end of the year, we like to do a... Kind of a top five. We've done that last couple of years. Uh, kind of a countdown of our favorite metal albums of the year. I don't know, Chris. You want to go first? Uh, real quick though, uh, 
I, Rebecca, do you have anything you want to say about anything that's came out this year? Um, I only have two albums this year that I actually thought were worthy enough to get it in. Okay, Let's yeah. hear your thoughts. What do you got? Um, first would be uh, Cradle of Filth, Existence is Futile. Dude, I saw that just came out too, dude. Like, and it's yeah. it's it's an amazing album. It's probably one of their best, if you ask me. Oh, um, yeah. It's it's they really knocked it out of the park, you know, because they, you know, they've done, you know, some different stuff in the past and it's kind of gotten back more to the roots and everybody's just been it's, you know, been happy. Everybody's happy with it. That's um, cool. The other one. Fault, dude. Oh, totally. I saw him live and I went to a mosh pit and the guy's like, you can't go in there. And I'm like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I do what I want. Well, I'm four foot ten. Come on, give me a break. Right. Like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, I am. And I got in there and I got whipped my ass around. And he pulled me the fuck back out. He goes, nice. get done. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm all for the mosh pits, but that was wicked. <laughs> and then, uh, the other uh, album was um, from October Noir. They're from uh, Pensacola, Florida. Fate, nice. Wine, and Wisteria. Uh, they're more of the goth rock, you know, kind of like typo negative and uh, all right, all right. like that. And uh, this this is it's just a wonderful album. Um, you might want to check out the song Effigy. It's kind of got a doo-wop sound to it. And it's about, you know, kind of like Halloween. And so, uh, but yeah, they're, they're not your typical thrash or grind or anything like that. But they deserve to get a shout out because it's cool. Those two are probably the most played albums that I've played so far this year. That's why we like to have fucking other people have their opinions. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, you know, they're self-supported. They, uh, you know, they're not signed or nothing. So, but they're, uh, they, they just, uh, Tom, uh, he's the lead singer and his, he's just got an amazing voice. And uh, a lot of people pick on them because it's, uh, you know, you're trying to, you know, redo typo negative, And that's just not the case. But, right. yeah, right. they just do what they do. Fuck yeah. Well, they, they've done, you know, typo covers and stuff, which the, sure. they've been great. Um, but their his original stuff is is amazing. And cool. uh, uh, check them out. I mean, it's probably not your thing, but at least check them out. And see I like typo cool. negatives. So, like, whatever. Hey, we got a lot of listeners. People like all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's exactly. all good. Yeah, that's it's all good. Like different shit. That's Chris, up. what about you, man? You got any? Uh... Uh, well, I got a couple. Like, I'm just gonna stick with the five. I don't. I'm not putting no. That's fine. And, and these ain't even like top five. These are just albums. Five that... albums you like from this year? Yeah, yeah. They ain't even like top anything because sure. I can't. Ra- it's hard to rate things because I listen to so much different right. shit here and there. I can't rate it like what's my fucking best thing. Right, but. The first one I'm going to talk about is our homies from right here in Bloomington, fucking Salt. Right. Like, yeah, I don't that know was the it, band you picked. You wanted me to play a yeah, clip Yeah, you're going to hear a Salt song tonight, fucking yeah. Razor Teeth. I, there's something about that album. It's like black metal as fuck, dude, but it's like they've got their own style too. But like, I granted, yes, it's local, so I have kind of a bias i guess sure but it's okay though the production quality the way it sounds and the music is just amazing to me like that soul album void sick like okay it's on Bandcamp, youtube right fucking, it's on fucking spotify 
just check it out, dude. It's really, really, really good to me. And okay. also, like, fucking the new fucking goddamn sing with Sugar Bob. Yeah. Bob, I said Bob. Uh, <laughs> sing with Sugar Bob, dude. Fucking tortured hole. Yeah. So fucking good. It's just like... Uh, it was wild to see a band like that get... Century Media picked them up. Yeah, like, instantly, shit. dude. And, and they fucking, just had a huge tour. Right. And they're going on with, uh, I think, Nile and Incantation. Nice. And, and the, dude, the, they got their own fucking style, though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No. Like They're like fucking... They'll be all like slow and fucking... Gin, gin with the... The gutturals, like vocally, the gutturals, I don't know how to fucking, don't know how to explain it. But then also, uh, goddamn uh, motherfucking Whitechapel's new album, fucking Ken, because you guys know I like Whitechapel. Fucking, right. I fucking dig the shit out of Whitechapel. Sure. Oh, it's, yeah. fucking, it, it's such a great fucking album, and fucking Phil does his whole vocal thing like he's got the, not the like gutter, like, but he's got his good screams. And then he does the cleans as well, and like, I, I don't know. The the new White Chap album to me is great. And then I'm gonna save Joey's number one for the last. Ooh, I one think we all have it, so you can yeah, say yeah. it. But but now the another album that came out this year that I really like is fucking Green Jelly's fucking Garbage Band Kids. Oh yeah. Like right. when Joey played that for me in the car, I was like, no, this is fucking straight up Green Jelly. Till the end, like it's yeah. fucking the one of the greatest things ever. So, the Green Jelly album. If you guys haven't heard it yet, fucking garbage band. I'm pretty kids. sure that one would have been on CK's list too. Right, Probably. that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm sure. Oh it yeah. And then, like we was all talking about Pyrexia, dude. Oh fucking my god. Gravity is. Oh my god, the new album. Is fucking, Max is yeah. fucking sick. So nasty, it is. So yeah, very. That's nasty. the five I picked out. Like I said, that's cool. not necessarily five brutal top man. ever. I can't judge bands, but that's all those right. are the bands I picked out tonight. Go listen to them if you haven't heard any of it. Hell yeah, Joey. What about you, man? My list is bigger, but that's okay. I'll be fast with it. Um, the this year for me saw a lot of fucking really good shit get released, and I don't know if that's because twenty twenty had a lot of people sitting around fucking writing probably and really do good whatever. Stuff. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. man, there was just a lot of stuff that came out this year. I did not have a problem finding stuff. Uh, the Green Jelly, like Chris, said, I played that fucking shit forever. Um, another band, uh, a couple thrash albums, uh, self titled Knife by the band Knife from Germany. Love those guys, that's man. gonna be my bumper music pick. But man, yeah. fucking just thrash from Germany. And they bring back like. The fucking uh, the the slimy side of it, I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's really like good. old school sound. Yep. Yeah, I love those guys. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say a lot about this, but one of the best albums that dropped this year, Exodus Persona Nine Grata oh, yeah. from the Bay Area. Right. Um, another thrash album, uh, also from Germany, was uh, Ravager: The Third Attack. Uh, that fucking album is so fucking good. I have to check that out. Um, so now some metal shit that I'm into. Fucking a pretty good list, but uh, the band Visceral entrances into terrifying. Uh, imagery and they're from indonesia fucking straight brutal death metal cool um a band that just fucking dropped like i thought my list was done and then the other day this <laughs> fucking dropped but it's called rod and i think it's fucking razor of death is what it was okay. uh, but they're from poland and they dropped this album called hate speech 
And Jesus Christ, it is, it's like fucking badass Dude. thrash with blast beats through it and shit. Get it's, the fuck oh, out wow. of here, bro. Yeah, real. it's fucking good. So uh, that came out. Um, Solstice from Florida came yeah. out with an album, Casting the Die. That was a good That's fucking a good death one. metal album. Yeah. Uh, my buddy's Holy Cost fucking up in Canada. Oh, dude, dropped, that on the yeah, way in here, the car, yeah. militant anti PC fucking so good, for Porto Grind Tupa. They're like, that's probably the best one this year. Uh, you can't talk metal without talking Texas, in my opinion. And you got Flesh Hoarder came out with fucking Relic of yes, Putrescent Filth. And fucking that band is just so sick. Yeah. And that band is also the guitarist is in Phil Anselmo and the Legals. So it's cool that he's so busy doing all that, but still found time to fucking write for this. Yeah, too. that's cool. Um, another band I'm going to bring up, another one from Indonesia, Mannequin Gortuary. <clears throat> and the name of the album is I Am Hannah. This album is just fucking disgusting. Like, just look it up. Uh, <laughs> Out of Italy, the band Vomit the Soul, they came out with the album Cold, and it's just fucking an amazing fucking piece of fucking metal right there. Cool. <clears throat> One of my favorite bands I've talked about before from the Netherlands, Prostitute Disfigurement. Right. They came yeah, out dude, with a bomb so fucking... fucking uh, wait, I didn't realize they came out with the one this year, dude. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they're fucking awesome. Uh, but in Bomb Madness is the album they came out with. Fucking really good. <clears throat> Molested Divinity from Turkey. They came out with Realms Through Iniquity. And that band is just fucking technical and brutal. Molested Divinity. Holy shit. I got to see them live at C uh, CDF. Fucking amazing. Uh, I got four more for you guys. <clears throat> These are probably like some of the heaviest. Cerebral Refusion. Um, ominous Flesh Discipline. Cerebral Refusion from Spain. Like, holy fuck. These dudes are just... It was brutal death metal, fucking heavy as a gift. Stop going, nice. getting it. Uh, yeah. Septicemia, Yersinia Pestis. This is a project band, I believe. Uh, a guy from Spain, a guy from Indonesia, and a guy from the USA, I believe, do that. But that album's really good. My top album, probably of the year, like you know, Chris was saying, Pyrexia, Gravitas Maximus. Oh my god, out of New dude. York, the shit is fucking crazy heavy. heavy. As fuck, I man. got the physical today, so I've been jamming that in the car. Nice. And then my last one, and I was gonna give you this for a fucking buffer, but I wasn't gonna do that to you. But for my new metal side, <laughs> Limp Biscuit still sucks. That oh, album is no. fucking. I was gonna fucking throw that yeah. down too, bro. Yeah. I love the way you said that. Yeah, no, I mean for oh, a comeback man. album for a band like that, I appreciate that's it. That's funny. Oh so. yeah. Funny. So what about you, Pete? Well, I got uh, got a five top five. I'm gonna go backwards. So number five, I'm going with uh, you know picking more of a, a newer band. Um, there's so many, it's hard to whittle it down to five, as you mentioned. But I went with Enforced, uh, the band from uh, Virginia that we talked about uh, as a feature one time in yeah, metal. Uh, their awesome. album called Kill Grid, fucking brutal, really good, uh, kind of death, hardcore, kind of a crossover right. band, uh, kind of unique. Um, Flotsam and Jetsam, Blood in the Waters, number four, love that. Old I school even as heard hell. That, dude. It's a great album, Thrash, uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, just dis not disappoint. The album is great. Number three, Carcass, Torn Arteries. Oh, I really yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. the, the new yeah. Carcass is fucking The new awesome, Carcass, man. I was so happy it wasn't, I was just hoping it wasn't yeah. going to be a bummer. <laughs> and it's anything but. It's great. I love it. Um, been listening to that lately even still. Uh, number two, Angelus Apatrida, the self-titled they came out go. with. Uh, fantastic album, uh, just really good thrash. Um, you know, I'm a thrash guy, so definitely lean that way. And if you're into, you know, thrash metal or just basic metal, definitely a band to check out. 
Um, number one, I can't deny Exodus Persona non grata. So good. Unbelievably good. Uh, my honorable mentions Cannibal Corpse, Violence Unimagined, Iron Maiden, Sanjetsu, Mr. Bungle, The Night They Came Home. You know what I have that listened- Pyrexia. I uh, really like that. I was going to actually add that to this because oh, I really. Yeah. You, you know what I want to listen to that I just came out that I haven't listened to yet because I want to see what it sounds like? Corpse Grinder. Oh, I haven't heard it yet either. Oh yeah. He yeah. did a solo. I heard part of the song and it sounds pretty much like you would expect it. Yeah. It's and like nothing different that I heard. But it's good. It just it was insane. pretty much what you would expect. It's cannibal corpse. Pretty much, yeah. All right. Very cool. Well, that's uh, our top five. And then anybody that wanted to mention something they've been listening to lately that's not part yeah. of that discussion, anything that you didn't already bring up. Yeah, fucking let us know what you guys are listening to. Yeah, I'd love to hear from listeners right. uh, what you guys like. You know, Definitely comment on our Facebook page and or email me, Pete, at MurderMentalMayhem.com. Love to hear what you guys think is your top five or your top three or whatever. So, All right, very cool. We got that 666 Club. It's a way of people supporting the show. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. Three bucks a month, Chris. That's all it is. Ain't shit. No, it's not. And they get the episode a day early. They get 10% off of merch. They get the karaoke songs when they're done. And Rebecca, you've been a 666 clubber. What do you do? You like getting that kind of stuff ahead of time? Oh, hell yeah. It's it's definitely an advantage um, to have it. Uh, it. It's so nice getting it a day ahead of time. It comes to me in an email. I don't have to freaking hunt it down. Like, nice. pop, an uh, email, listen to it at your leisure. Yeah, and you're relaxing on a Sunday, and some fucking idiot is sending you a karaoke song or some <laughs> gay-ass fucking ballad that he just destroyed. Hey, you know? Some of them have been pretty damn good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm glad that's you like awesome. it. So I link to this in the episode description. Three bucks a month. It helps us pay the bills here. So thank you to those who are members of the 666 Club, just like Rebecca. Uh, also, we got those shirts. I also linked to that in the episode description. You can get one of the new Murder Metal Mayhem shirts. Get CK on it, so you definitely yeah. you know want to get one. It's got all four of us as zombies on the front. Jeff Gaither did the artwork, just knocked it out of the park. The there's shirts. beer cans everywhere. Yeah, there are. I don't know why there's beer cans there, Chris. I wonder why, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jeff did a great job, and uh, the guys that did the T-shirts, uh, my buddy Dave, um, just actually absolutely killed it. Just such a complicated, multicolor shirt. So yeah. well worth the money. All right, well, we have done plenty of metal tonight, so Joey, what the hell do we need to do? Let's get our mayhem on! Are you tired of your girl having some nasty, stank-ass pussy? Something that smells like an animal died up in there? Well, fear no more. Thanks to Dr. Gein Vagina Maintenance, you can say goodbye to that graveyard-inspired rotten crotch forever. 
Yes, my wife's pussy smelled like 10 motherfuckers died up there. But when I applied Dr. Gein Vagina Maintenance Cream, it smelled fresh and new. Give your wife our special Mother's Day Pussy Be New basket with a tube of the maintenance cream, a bottle of our special jizz absorbent powder to keep the cum crystals down, and a hand towel to wipe that fucker down. Thanks, Dr. Gein. Her pussy smells so good. I might just cut it off and put it in the shoebox with all the others. Well, uh, that's a topic for another day, son. Dr. Gein Vagina Maintenance. Buy some today for that rotten crotch pussy you love to hate. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, first of all, that was one of the funniest commercials we've ever done. That was Second, the original the fact one. That Stephanie, Joey, the fact that Stephanie made those bottles of fucking toilet yeah. spray. With Dr. Gein's vaginas, dude. Yeah, that the, was the great. commercials, man. They're fucking. They're fucking. Dude, that was you, that and then my son was the, yeah. the caller or whatever. Yeah, that was fucking special. That's why. Yeah, like Stephanie made the fucking. You like room those sprays. commercials, Rebecca? What's that? You like those commercials? Are they funny to you? I think I think they're fucking funny. Fuck yeah! yeah. I'll tell you. We'll have to thing. get you on a commercial. One oh time. yeah, for yeah, sure. That'd be fun. But Mason, you know the our listener Mason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he fucking, like, whenever we went to full terror and shit and we're all hanging out and he was fucking get all lit up, you know, fucking, it was his first time at a, like, he was just, like, doing it. Right. But, uh, the I whole time, I, te- I kept telling him because he was, like, he dies off the punky shit. He oh, loves the nice. punky character. Nice. I was like, bro, when you're Waste Slayer, I'm going to go straight into punky mode all oh, night. Nice. I never end up doing it. Oh, right. that'd be great. But, dude. It's hey, funny, the- though, how some of these commercials have taken on yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, they, they have. Taking their own shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very fun. Well, we're definitely overdue to do some commercials, so that'll be fun. All right, well, we are in mayhem, and since we knew that Ed Gein was going to go long into the night. We're going to go ahead and not do any Mayhem stories this week, but it was a great year for Mayhem. We had a lot of fun uh, with doing the Mayhem stories. Those are always good and telling some crazy tales about shit that's happened. Oh, yeah. Now, we had a winner uh, in the contest we ran on Facebook where we had our listeners pick the total listens to the podcast by the end of this year. So we're talking since the beginning to now and we said the person that was the closest that doesn't go over um gets it and it was bo keating from republic washington um that uh was at 481 265 when we ended up uh here it'll be about 483 so he was just under it so that was awesome so bo thanks for supporting the show yeah we were supposed to call him uh, before we did the show from the studio, yeah, that was part of the prize. And he was working. He's working up in the power lines or yeah, phone like lines said, out there in shit. Washington with all that snow they got. He's yeah. been working some overtime. So, Bo, if you're listening, thanks uh, for the support. And get your uh, Murder, Metal, Mayhem activity book stickers. And we all signed the book it's for you, too. So it's on the way. Uh, Creation of Chaos 3, I did that. Uh, that came out in June. Uh, the audiobook as well. Oh. If you're into audiobooks like Chris and I, Audible, iTunes, Amazon, 
Or if you want an old school a physical copy, you can get them from me at creationofchaos.com. The only time I read a book with my eyeballs is in jail. Uh, <laughs> not hey, I tried to, to get you books in I know jail. You they wouldn't let me. That, that's what's awesome. They're I like, was going to fucking bring a pile of them. Dude, man. that's what's awesome. You straight up came fucking saw me in jail and shit. I did. I like, did. I tried to bring you books, but they were like, <laughs> they wouldn't no, let fuck me. you. You can't bring books in They here. wouldn't let me. Like, bitch. He's trying to read. But but you can buy them locally at the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop in downtown Bloomington, Illinois. You can also get them at the Peoria Public Library. You can check them out for free, or you can buy them in the bookshop downstairs. So, All right, very cool. I'm really excited about this, guys. We are doing the Killer, the killer Cage, Cage A special one. And it's a special one because... Rebecca, you are always first to the fucking line when it comes to picking these random numbers. You're just right there, ready to go. To show you how often you appear in the random numbers, <laughs> when I do the notes, I have a skeleton I work with with things that are always there, and your name is there because it's almost never that it wouldn't be in the list of the people that contribute. You were a true so, supporter. I love that So shit. we love that. So we were like, we got to get Rebecca in the killer cage. So tonight, Rebecca, you're the first time listener to ever do such a thing. You are going to be in the cage. And what I did was I came up with a list of 10 killers. <clears throat> then you're going to yeah. pick a number. Hold on on that just set right now. But you're going to pick that number. Uh, Joey is going to pick two numbers for the objects. I came up Ow. with an abbreviated 10 list. And then Chris is going to pick the variable, again, numbers 1 through 10. So let me get, because you guys don't have this. I hid no, this. I, don't have have, I have idea. no idea what's happening right now. This is fucked. Neither do I. All right, so know, Rebecca, dude, you are hey. going to fight to the death in a cage. Give me a number 1 through 10. 5. Oh, boy. That was a okay. terrible, terrible He said, pick. oh, boy. Catherine Knight. That was a the bad fucking, The fucking Australian yeah. cannibal crazy bitch. You fucking bitch. lose already. So, <laughs> so, I'm so, sure about that. Here's your, Rebecca, here's who you could have fought. Belle Gunness, Eileen Warnos, Lizzie Borden, Carla Faye Tucker. Of course, you picked Catherine Knight. Dorothea Puente, which would have been funny. Would right. been uh, Casey Anthony would have been a oh, good one. Been good, Rosemary yeah. West. Ilsa Coke, yeah. okay, which would have been funny since you're kin, and yeah, <laughs> Andrea right? <laughs> Andrea Yates would have been number ten. So I like to pick those. All right, so I yeah, like Catherine Knight should yeah. be a good one. Catherine Knight. Now, I... Joey, you're gonna pick the two objects, one through ten. Six and nine, dude. Six, Six and nine, and nine right? bro. Six is an aluminum baseball bat, yeah. and number <laughs> nine is a corkscrew. Nice. All right. Nice. The other options would have been Ted Pound, Sledgehammer, Ice Pick, Can of Peas, Horse Whip, Rambo Knife, inspired by Vince Lee, Vince Lee uh, yeah, Roll of Saran Wrap, um, <laughs> Cinder Block, th thought to suffocate somebody, a corkscrew, and a hacksaw. So, all right, so we got we got Rebecca, Catherine Knight with an aluminum baseball bat and a corkscrew. Cork and the variable always makes it interesting. Chris, I got one through ten on the variable. Which one's Michael? Which one's Michael? Six. Six. I said six. Seven. Oh, you want number seven? That's Michael Shawback after <laughs> listening to Disturbed for 666 hours. 
Oh, Jesus. Okay, so Mike was going to be mad. So number ten, number one would have been ten feral cats in heat. Uh, number two, Anthony Fauci on acid. Number three, <laughs> Justin Bieber after a fifth of McCormick whiskey. Oh, Britney fuck. Spears after a twelve pack of beer. J Rock after a half, half ounce of indica weed. J Rock, like yeah, J Rock, Trailer Park Boy. Uh, a snapping turtle. Michael Shaw back after listening to Disturb for six hundred sixty six uh-huh. hours. Two crack whores fighting over the new Goremonger album. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, G Money after a handful of psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> and Fred Durst after snorting two lines of cocaine. God damn. This is <laughs> so, a fucking good, good one. So Michael Shaw back after listening to Disturb for 666 hours oh. is the variable. So what do we think? Rebecca, I mean, you're the one in the cage. I yeah. mean, do you think you stand a chance against the Australian terror, Catherine Knight? Well, I've never backed down from a fight. Boom. <laughs> Best answer ever. I I have uh I have been choked at a bar and I bit a guy's wrist till he bled. Richard Chase. Richard and, Chase. Uh, yeah, right. Choking me. What the hell is I supposed to do, man? Right. Oh no. Uh man, I G- Jesus, I just got T boned at fifty five and I mean I can I am uh You're tough. I, I, yeah, I, I, I broke my leg and walked out without a cast. I mean, shit. Wow. Well, you've got this aluminum bat and a corkscrew, Chris. And I'm really good with that shit. Chris, what do you think? I, Rebecca I like the way seems you just like she's said, pretty I like tough. The, I like the way you just said, I'm really good with that shit. Because I kind of feel like you're just going to take the corkscrew and fucking oh, just up close drive it in personal? the eyeball for oh, a second. Oh, yeah, go right for the fucking eyes. Yeah. Right. The baseball, baseball bat, though, could side. fuck somebody up, though, man. A baseball bat, man. Really fuck somebody up with a baseball bat. But then you I got, have... but then you got my brother. Right. Yeah. What's his but, but involvement then you got my here? Brother. Is he like running around, He's or is he like going to be collapsed? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and like, like he's so would he help shit. Rebecca? He'd probably help Rebecca. He would help. Maybe he could get the bat. She females. could get the corkscrew. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know how this goes, honestly. Joey, Joey, what do you think, man? Uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> Rebecca that wins. When, the, when the bell rings, that fucking Rebecca is just gonna outrun fucking Catherine Knight in the first place. Okay, get that aluminum baseball bat and just fucking take out her fucking knees. Then she's gonna grab the corkscrew and then Rebecca is gonna plunge it into Catherine Knight's eyes. Oh wow! Right, used the corkscrew to skin that bitch the way that she would skin oh, no men, way. Wow. but with a corkscrew because Rebecca's even sicker with it. <laughs> and Ma- Michael Shawback, yeah, what's if he's his been deal? listening to that much disturb, he's gonna be so happy <laughs> that he's gonna sit back just smiling at the yeah. fucking. Oh wow! Like yeah, jerking oh, off. Fuck! I just saw a murder. And yeah. Yeah. he's like, I got to listen to all that disturbed and see that happen. Wow! I mean, oh, he's is, covered in cum. You know that. Dude, <laughs> he's just fucking jacking off all over the oh, place. God. Oh wow! But yeah, Rebecca for the win. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Well, very cool. We thought we'd have some fun with that, Rebecca, since you're going to be on the show tonight. So that was fun. Awesome. Yeah. Hell Killer yeah, cage matches you. are always great. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we've done our fair share of mayhem tonight. So I think it's about time to hit the outro. Okay. <laughs> 
band chris yep, that was your it. pick for the uh, bumper music tonight yeah, so i'm not gonna lie that's like i know they're local but this is it's they're nothing like anything that's coming no it's cool i mean i'm i'm all about local I stuff it, of dude. course so razor teeth was the song uh local guys so that's cool Salt. supporting that shit so s-o-l-t s-o-l-t uh, bumper music tonight, Exodus, Knife, and Salt. I told you guys I wanted to pick one of your bands that you liked for your music of the year and yep. pick me, give me the song. So, Joey, you picked Knife, Chris, you picked Salt, and I picked the Exodus track. Fuck oh, yeah, dude. Thank you, Rebecca, for coming on and putting Fuck up yeah. with our stupidity yeah. here tonight. Hope you had a good time. I had a great time. Ask me back anytime. I'll Sweet. Awesome. Anytime awesome. You, yeah, we'll get it done again, dude. Yeah, definitely. Thank you to Winters Gore for supporting the show. Go Fuck to wintersgore.com yeah. for an awesome online in, uh, catalog with a lot of sick art and twisted stuff for people. You know, if you got somebody Gore. you need to buy something for, like keychains with fucking fingers and ornaments that look like eyeballs Hell dripping, yeah. and it's good stuff. Also, I've got the interview I did with Kelsey. It's going to be a bonus episode that's going to drop. New Year's Eve, so that's Friday. Uh, if oh, you're yeah. listening to this first off, it'd be and the like next you day. Said, they got the the Winters Gore family. Yeah, the YouTube. the Winters Gore family uh, uh, YouTube channel. Go subscribe to it. If they get enough subscriptions, their husband's got to shave his eyebrows off. Oh, yeah. So how cool is that? So go there, Winters Gore family. Subscribe, and you can maybe see this dude have to Check do that. that that'd be fucked out. up. So anyway, now, if you're a Patreon uh, supporter, you're going to have all this anyway. Of course, yeah, you beforehand. would beforehand. That's right. That's right. Uh, metal segment music, Joey by who? Cry six. Hell yeah, Chris. Murder metal mayhem intro music. No twelve. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah, Pontiac motherfuckers. Yeah, Rebecca. <laughs> I hope you liked my selection last week of sex and sermon there for the uh, keepers. That's my favorite fucking song. I knew that you liked it, and I thought, well, that was the name of the episode. How could I not? So I looked at that, and I'm like, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks to everybody out there listening. We keep seeing the numbers rolling in. And, Chris, we got some good comments. Why don't you take the first one? I got uh, Pete Ramirez, 434, straight saying, you guys are the shit. I listen to you every week on the third shift. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, thanks for keeping me awake, laughing, and my ass off. Hell yeah. Yeah, you work a third shift. You got to find right? something. The fact that we keep you awake is hilarious, but yeah. yeah. Keep it up, dude. <laughs> keep, working, keep working, bro. Hell yeah. Get it in. Joey, thanks what about listening. the next one, dude? Darla May commented. Darla May. Carla. No. Uh, <laughs> she's from Long Island, so she, she probably doesn't talk like that. No, she doesn't, but you never know because there's a lot of transplants. That's true. That's true. Uh, but she commented, uh, Long Island listener here. Love you guys so much. Love the serial killer and metal mashup every fucking week. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey, Thank you, Darla. Boy. Thank you very much. Uh, you want to read one, uh, Rebecca? Do you have the notes in front of you? The third I one? I do. 
The third one, Betty. The third one. I didn't tell you this, so sorry if I'm springing it on you. Uh, Betty Kills Sam commented, My husband and I listen to you guys every week. We've been listening since the pandemic started. We live in Tampa. Hell Hell yeah. yeah. Thanks, Betty. That's fucking cool down yep. there in Tampa. We live where it's it. fucking cold and snowy. Yep. <laughs> so thank you. Right. And the last one, Donald Reardon commented, my roofing crew loves you fuckers. They work faster when I crank up Murder Metal Mayhem. So that's fucking cool. Keeping the roofers fucking moving up there, Chris, you know. Goddamn roofing sucks. Hell yeah. It, that's tough work, <laughs> man. So thanks, Donald, for that comment. You can check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to all the past episodes. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And you definitely want to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we've been posting some videos. I'm doing an interview tomorrow with Votive, the bass player. And that one will be coming up soon. I'm going to feature them uh, here next month. So YouTube channel is starting to happen again. So you want to go on there and uh, find Murder Metal Mayhem and subscribe. Check out the show on all sorts of apps, pretty much any of them. But when you do, give us a rating, leave comments. That helps uh, move us up the chain a little bit. Uh, Support the show and join our 666 Club. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. And three bucks a month will get you there. Also, I mentioned earlier, creationofchaos.com if you want to get one of my books. Buy the books. They're amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm working on Deeper Than Dead. I'm trying to get it done. And Rebecca, you've been doing some beta reading for me. So thanks. That's it. You've been reading that and you know how crazy it gets. So um, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. You're doing the beta reading too, dude. Oh, God. So you get to fucking read it or whatever before any of. Us. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. If you put two betas in the same place, so they fight with each other. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why my girls get beta fish. And I'm like, I need this one here, this one here. We're like beta fish. We'll fight each other. Dude. That's funny. It's well, definitely an honor to do it. So uh, I, yeah. cool. I, I love it. Awesome, awesome. Well, we can't let him go without hearing a karaoke song. I was going to do one today, and I just did not have the time. So I busted this one out. A kind of a classic one I did this year that just cracked me up. So crank it up. And until next time, keep one fit in the gutter. And keep your face out of someone else's skin.
mind There's no comfort in the truth Pain is all you'll find I'm never gonna dance again Guilty feet have got no rhythm Though it's easy to pretend I know you're not a fool I should've known better than to cheat a friend And waste the chance that I've been given So I'm never gonna dance again The way I fucking dance with you Motherfucker Never without your love That we could lose this crowd Maybe it's better this way We hurt each other with the things we want to say We could have been so good together We could have lived this dance forever But now who's gonna dance with me?